Hey everybody, welcome to Smashing Game Time. We are two brothers and a special guest that go through gaming's back catalog of yesteryear. I am your host, Nick. To my left, if you're watching us on video, is my brother, Josh. Uh, Nick, that was the weakest Ricardo turn you've had ever. That was a great fucking Ricardo that turn. That was the Limp Biscuit equivalent. Limp Biscuit put out some pretty good music back in the day, and they had a pretty good uh, they had a pretty good Lollapalooza back in 2022 or 2021. They they had a good showing, but I digress because we also have here the creator and founder of Game Chronicles, gaming website that just turned 25 years old this year. Uh, hey everybody, it's Mark Smith. Hey, and I'm tired. <laughs> aren't we all mark aren't 25 years of you know 25 years of gaming jeez great greatest intro of any that anyone's ever had for a podcast like the greatest opening lines i love it mark uh josh and i we've said it in the past before we've been writing reviews for game chronicles uh about two two and a half years now and uh, we've had a great time doing that with Mark. Uh, played a lot of games, reviewed a lot of games, and we thought it'd be great to have Mark on. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about running a gaming website and what that looked like when Mark started back all the way in, was it 1999, Mark? I officially rebranded in 99. I actually started in 1996, but I don't <laughs> count those years. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. We'll, um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. That'll be fun. Uh, but before we do that, uh, hey, folks, we've got some housekeeping up top. Uh, we've got a website, smashinggametime.com. Go over there and check it out. We've got some guest lists from uh, some guests we've had on the show. So Black Shinobi 956 has an uh, amazing list about his uh, most definitive Rick and Morty episodes on there. We've got a list from JMO who put together a list about four reboots he'd like to see from Long Dormant series. And then we've also got a list from the wonderful... I'm always blanking on Arnold. <laughs> it's because I'm working with a I'm working with a guy that sounds like David, <laughs> David's name, but it's completely different. Hey, David from Gimmicks gave us a list also of the best Apple Plus TV shows to watch with a limited subscription. So go check all those out. Josh also got his list up there finally. Mine has been on there because I do the homework and get it in on time. Uh, well, hold hold on, hold on. When you tell me, Josh, don't submit it. Just let me know when it's done and I'll review it. I feel like you're sabotaging me. <laughs> Wait, when it was done, I reviewed it. I reviewed it. What are you talking about? Yeah, and then you said, oh, yeah, I'll press it. And then you waited two days. Uh, did you do it yet? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, you reviewed it. You reviewed You had it in your hands. You you were playing with it. And Josh, then you said, oh, just press, just press submit. That's Josh, not how these rules work when we talked about this. We are partners. You have autonomy in this. Behave while we have guests on the show. What are you doing? Oh, this is the, me well behaved. This is the perfect time for Mark to be here. We'll talk to him about running a website a little bit later. <laughs> and then he'll give up, uh, brought the dirty air from us from not uh, doing our stuff on time or doing things we're supposed to do. 100%. Uh, I'm ready hey, for it. <laughs> hey, we're also doing game diaries over there. That's right. We're... Uh, at least mine's up. Mine, <laughs> my first one is up. Just it's just a nice little diary. It's basically a blog. Go check it out. I've had a lot of fun writing those. It's actually helped me in other areas where I'm writing. So go check those out. I enjoy writing them. I hope you enjoy reading them. Uh, hey, we are wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple. We're on uh, the uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Spotify. We are also on YouTube. I'm sorry. So much stuff is closing down everywhere. I have no idea what's still around. 
Just say wherever you get a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. There you go. Check them out. Mark is just a trooper. He's like, oh my God, these guys are 110 episodes in and they don't have their shit together. <laughs> they must have well, a no, great it's, editor. <laughs> it's, only, it's only you, Nick. The rest of us have our, our heads on straight. It's you who doesn't. So much has changed. Hey, fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. That's right. Word of mouth is king with this podcast. I just blew out my mic saying that. I don't care. Tell your friends. The computers. No, man. What is this, Skynet? Get out of here, Skynet. Tell your friends that you like this podcast. Or if you have enemies, tell them that you hate it. And maybe they'll come listen and hate listen to it. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I'm rambling now. Hey, Josh. Yes. What have you been up to? All right. So it's been a short week of recording for us. So there hasn't been much of a change. I'm still doing uh, Escape from Tarkov. Uh, I'm hating every moment of my life, and yet I'm still doing it. Um. I've still continued my Final Fantasy uh, Pixel Remaster list. I'm still on two. I'm about halfway through it. Trying to get through uh, all the way to seven so I can at least be, you know, somewhat prepared for when I actually go back to remake, which I know I'm running out of time very quickly. Uh, And then I picked up uh, Transistor. Uh, Was it Sunday? You know, we did the recording Saturday. I picked it up Saturday night. I started playing it Sunday. Uh, Nick, I don't know how far you are. I just... I'm still heading back to... Uh, I just got to the first boss fight. That's where I, I'm at. I beat the first boss. Okay, so um, we're basically at the same spot. I think I'm about halfway through... The, I'm thinking about halfway through the second level. Uh, what do you think? What are you thinking so far there, bub? Uh, I prefer Bastion way more because this one is just... A, it's, it's a little more intricate and it's a little more confusing. I think, yeah. Uh, so I immediately I love the way it looks. I think the yes. artwork... It's very... Uh, excuse me, it's very anime, uh, and I'm sorry if that pisses anime, anime fans off. They're like, it's not no. anime, but no, very anime. The talking sword, also very anime of them. Uh, I think the talking sword needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I was waiting at this point for a boyfriend dungeon remark from you. Talking swords and dating we're, we're, at this point, practically. <laughs> we're not, we're not, I'm not there yet with the boyfriend dungeon comparisons. Maybe a few more levels in. I did find it's it's a slow start. Like the tutorial level just kind of drags. Like I think yeah. the turn-based stuff is really cool, but your abilities out the gate kind of suck ass. So you don't really get to see to the extent what you're what using that um, using that can do. And then again, the sword will not shut the fuck up. And he he t- like you come up to a thing. He's like, oh. And I get it. I get it. They had some success with Bastion with the narrator chiming in, but. The narrator had charm. This yeah. guy just kind of feels soulless, and maybe maybe that's something that we'll pick up on in the theme later on. Themes later on. And he's also you, like a part of the story. He's not like, like you say, he's not a narrator, so he's not like a, a third person outside of everything talking about the kid. He's your, where, where he's the actual elite in the story. Talking. He's your boyfriend. He's your boyfriend. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think we're spoiling it by saying the game opens with you pulling that sword. I think the sword is called the transistor, if I'm not mistaken. You pull the sword out of your boyfriend's chest, and your boyfriend's soul has gone into the sword. Josh, you know how, like, okay, so in the game you pass, like, dead bodies, and they have, like, little cubes floating above them. They're like, the the game does a lot, the game is very up its ass (laughs) about the tech stuff. Like, people are essentially functions. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I hope they land it, because right now I'm just like, oh, this is so on the nose. Like, but you know what? It's, and I, you know what? I thought I was only going to play one cheesy game this week, but apparently I'm playing two cheesy games. 
I mean, you're the one who picked it. I said ReCore or uh, I even said Metro Primary Mastered. Like, come but, on. But you know what? That that first main level after the tutorial, like once it really opens up and you start picking up those functions and you start finding out that you can like combine functions to do certain things so you can put one function within another. And I didn't know I was going to be doing math in this game. But I thought that's really fucking cool. Like, you, like there's a there's a function I forget what it's called where you like it does like a long line from the blade that attacks enemies from afar. But you also you get a dash. So if you put the dash in there, that long blade attack doesn't have to charge up. It just happens immediately and it pushes you forward a little bit. So there's cool stuff like that. There's another uh, there's another function where uh, if you press the button, enemies fall in love with you. And if you put that within another function, like Oh, if you put this in your main attack, if you hit an enemy with this attack, they fall in love with you and then they attack the other enemies. So I think that's really cool for that. And I can't wait to see how the other function, like what other functions I get and how to combine them. I, it gets so up its butt, <laughs> not up its butt, but you can put function within function eventually once you've unlocked them. And then another thing I really like is that once when you get a function, you can go and like read about it and you can actually read about the person that function was before they died. So I, I see that, that, that cool. part. I that cool. <clears throat> well, how many personalities have you unlocked so far? Uh, I think the last one I got. I think the last one I got was the boss. Her okay. little, her. Uh, I think she she gives you that little like do robot dog that you can attack with, and I'm excited to see because <laughs> the yeah. other game, like I was very confused out of the gate because if you die, you don't die. You just lose one of your abilities. Right, and you have to go find the anvil and repair it, and mm -hmm. and. So basically, essentially, you get four chances in an encounter, and if you die all four times, then you're dead. I haven't like died, died yet, but I thought it was really confusing because I was like, "Wait a minute, where's that power?" Because I was in the middle of a fight, didn't realize I died, and then tried to do a power and it was gone. And so I think that's really cool how the game's like, okay, like you didn't die, but we're gonna make this a little harder for you because yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, and I really like that. Uh, you couldn't do it with all your powers, so we're going to... Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I, yeah, I don't know if there's, like, an order that they do it in or if they're just like, oh, you know what? You use this one the most. You're leaning on this as a crutch, so we're going to get rid of it. Not 100 on it, but it did seem every time I got a power taken, it was the one I was leaning on the most at the time. By chance, was it your... Uh your uh, beam or i call it beam blade but it's the b button one the one you have to charge up and it at, shoots a beam at them at first but then they give you like a scatter shot that like booms and then like spreads a little bit i yep. was using that scatter one bomb. a lot and it was yep. like no we're taking your scatter bomb you little you little mf'er i'm it's cheesy but i'm enjoying it so far i do think i enjoy bastion more right now oh yeah and, and i'm never seeing more nothing's gonna top hades unless i hear pyre's like really fucking good so i don't know how, how tactical did you get in the you know that pre-planning stage? Did you like plan your attack and then plan your escape in in that same move or? Uh, so oh, no. I I I straight up do straight up attacks. I don't even attempt to escape. It's like okay, I'm gonna hit you with the, my bit blade beam and then I'm gonna get behind you and backstab you a couple times and then do a scatter bomb to to help me do said retreat. So so what I've started doing is I mean I'm first of all I'm spamming that real time that real time button to stop it just because things get hectic yeah. sometimes. But yeah, like two or three attacks and then as soon as like those attacks are done I'm hitting the invisibility function I forget what it's called but the invisibility function to disappear while my bar recharges. And then sometimes it like the timing doesn't work out completely because then the second time you do your attacks your invisibility is not recharged. But I kind of want to play around with functions and see if there's something that speeds that process up. 
I have a feeling like the dash might speed that up or something. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know I was yeah. shit talking like the first few parts of the game, but not to like it's it's super giant games. I feel like I'm in good hands. Uh, I just yeah. I just want the I want the sword to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's got a really good new game plus on it too. So when you finish it the first time, you'll you might get sucked back into it. Don't so. tell me that. Don't tell me well, that. Well, Nick, Nick, we should expect that though. We got that at Bastion. Think of that uh, new game plus. That was a fantastic way to do it. I forgot about their new game plus. I think I did so like how Bastion does like the this distillery where you can make the game harder. I think this game has that too, and I think I accidentally turned one of those on and don't Oops. know how to turn it off. <laughs> Rookie mistakes. So I, get, I, I think after this show, I'm going to go back and try to find out what's going on there. But Josh, yeah, anything that's... else on your on your docket or anything else that you've been playing? Well, not I mean, nothing I've been playing, but I did uh, reach out to Mark after I sent him the show notes uh, yesterday for two more games to torture myself with. So uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Godspeed, Spider-Man. You have to admit, though, that some of your lowest ex- expectations have been some of your favorite games. Oh, I will agree 100%. Like, <laughs> I, I, I still think to this day, Eldoran was probably the one I was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be fun, but it doesn't look that good. I, had, I actually went back 100% of it. So I was like, oh, man, this is really good. I still think the worst one I did was uh, was City Eyes. That was just awful. Oh. Like, was that the was that the camera one where like you were like the different cameras around the city and like kind of policing? Yep. I remember seeing that and being like, I feel sorry for whoever's got to do that one. <laughs> I, well, I, I'm, I'm trying to put my dues and I'm like, you know what? I want to stay on Mark's good side. I want to make sure that I help out as best I can. And, you know, maybe one day I'll get rewarded with a really good, really good review. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll torture myself. And honestly, that was like pretty much up there. It's like the I don't know if I can do this anymore. This was uh, it, it. It reminded me so much of uh, have you ever, have you ever seen uh, what's it called? Uh, you're really narrowing oh, it down here, Josh. It's those games. It's the game where you have to like pan from different cameras to see what's going on in the room, and then you have to like yes. observation duty. It, it, it basically that's what it reminded me of. Off the but tip it was, of my tongue. <laughs> but it was just uh, it was the city version. And instead of like watching for like creepy things, it was you're watching for car fires, building fires, or someone getting robbed. Like that was basically it, and it was just repetitive like that. And it was just like, okay, you would switch, and it would it wouldn't happen like all of a sudden. Like you would sit there for like a good fifteen minutes before anything started happening. And I'm like, does this game actually work? Like, am I doing it wrong? Am I on free roam? What's going on here? So, Josh, silver lining. I think that voxel game you got looked pretty good. That uh, what is that? The Tokyo. It's like a Tokyo mystery. Uh, Soul Tolerance Prologue. Yes, I, I remember that... browsing that one, thinking like, you know, if I can find the time. I, I wanted to so I wanted to grab it sooner, but like we talked about a couple weeks ago, I've already had two funerals this year. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a it's been a start to 2024. That's yeah. Sure. So I was like, damn, I'm just trying to catch up and get things going. So I'm like, when I saw it, it was still there, it's like you you guys screwed up. This is gonna be a good game. I can feel it in my bones. It was it was giving me Norco vibes, and I love the hell out of Norco. Yes. Yes. But I digress, Josh. We've been leaving our guests in, in the uh, in the gallows for too long. Mark, what have you been playing? Uh, mostly VR. I bought a Quest 3. Yes. How do you love it? How, how much do you love it? Let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I sold my Quest 2 the day I got the Quest 3. <laughs> so, um, not that the Quest 2 is bad, mind you, but the Quest 3 is just... And it's then I went back... Oh, it is. This pancake lenses, it's 
because I went back to play something in PSVR 2 the other day, and I'm like, I can't stand this anymore. The, the Fresnel, the Glow. Uh -huh. but, yeah, what I've been playing, uh, top of the list, uh, Demio and Demio Battles. You guys heard of those? I've done Demio several times. I've never okay. heard of Demio Battles, but I assume it's probably set in that realm. It's basically, <laughs> it's, it's a subset of the main game, and it's... Uh, so if you play Demio, you know that it's about a three-hour game. Oh, yeah. About an hour per level in the boss fight. So Demio yep. Battles is stripped down to where it's about 20 to 25 minutes. Team-based, you can have four players, everybody controls a hero, and then you have a your little private army of critters. So the uh, couple I played, it's been like spiders versus rats. Okay. <laughs> and then you and then you move around the city map, very similar, out, you know, outlined like in Demio. It's a 3D top-down. Uh-huh. And you just move around like the chessboard, and those little critters follow you around. And oh, that's la cool. la Last man standing, and you can. If there's only two of you. You can each control two heroes with two armies. So, okay, that um, sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's but did, that, you played it in VR then? Yes, I have played it in VR. Because I know. Uh, um, so in the Quest Three, they've got it's pass through now. Ooh. So you, yeah, it's full color pass throughs. It does drain the battery extra hard though. It's one that's of the okay. few games. Because I sit in the chair and I'll have it plugged in. I'll have the headset plugged in, and I played up to six hours in a row before on this. Oh, that's impressive. Oh, that's, yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> Until you take the headset off and try to walk across the room and you fall on your face. So, because yeah, there's a very distinct uh, difference between VR and reality after six hours. I <laughs> uh, say I can only do two before I'm like, okay, I have to like take a step back because if I don't, I may not make it. <laughs> well, and I kind of like that about the Quest Three because the battery cuts off at two hours. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. It's gonna you know, be my nanny for me. And nope, I plugged that sucker in after I got Demio. <laughs> and well, the games, like the games were longer than the battery life. So you had to uh -huh. do that. Um, but yeah. Now, did you, how far did you get into Demio as far as the, the stuff surrounding it? Did you? I didn't get very far because uh, I was playing with my, our little brother, Matt. Okay. So, so did you even explore the hero hangout? Uh, no, I don't think, I know. I don't think we did the hero hangout. No. So the Hero Hangout is probably one of the coolest things. It's a VR chat room, basically. You create a private lobby, and it's basically a basement. And you invite all your friends into it. You give them the room number, and then they can join in. And it is so cool. Oh, wait. Got... I do kind of remember that now. I was like, right, we picked it back up right when that came out. There's a gauntlet arcade machine yep. you can actually play and a shooting yep. gallery and all the monster manuals and the books and basically all the documentation for the game is in this little clubhouse. Type I thing. do. I do remember that now, but I okay. think it was like still early on when they decided to release it. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then we quit playing it because something came out. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but I just discovered it in the back room of that hangout. There's a door called the paint lab or paint room or something. And you go in there and it's all the miniature figures and all the paints, three brushes, airbrushes. And it is so precisely mapped to the controllers, you can sit there and meticulously paint your oh. figures. <laughs> Mark, you've opened up a demon right now. <laughs> You're talking to the guy who yeah. loves playing like the uh, all the similar games where you're cleaning stuff. So like that's right up my alley. I would do that for hours. He's never gonna finish Transistor now. Uh, I'm sorry. But then like <laughs> I said, the, the good thing about battles is like I said, those uh those games they're over in thirty minutes. So it's a lot easier to get people to come and play with you and they only have to, you know, knock out thirty minutes of their schedule rather than the whole evening. Oh, that sounds perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then I have been playing the new Bullet Storm, which will be out by the time anybody sees this. So uh it is not as good as I'd hoped. Um it's 
basically PlayStation 2 graphics, maybe? Is this, is this the bullet storm from the 360 PS4 era? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just, it's really toned down for VR. Um, and then all the cutscenes, and that's a cutscene heavy game, they're mm-hmm. all just flat panels. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is they've offered them, you have an option in the um, settings to turn them into 3D, but mm-hmm. then it's just like that lenticular 3D where it's just kind of, you know, off off axis a little bit. So it's not true 3D. Hurt your eyes after a little bit. So I, let's, I turned it back to 2D, but... Yeah, Verdict's still out. The cool thing about that, though, is remember that game had the leash? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you've got two options here. You can either look at the target and hit a button, and the leash will automatically go out, or you can look at the target and fling your wrist and whip it back. And, and okay, yank it back. Did, So you can do the cool. Scorpion, get over here type thing. And, Just thinking about so. it, it's kind of giving me motion sickness. Because uh, I was going to ask about that. I remember whipping around in that game a lot. Is this from People Can Fly, or did somebody else do this VR port? It, um, it's from People, yeah. Uh, well, it's still their proprietary game, but I think they did get help with it. So I, yeah, I just, I can't imagine that game is so fast paced. Like anyone who tells me, cause doom's VR, right? Doom 2016 is in VR. Yeah. Like anyone who tells me that they're playing those fast paced first person shooters and just like, how, how, how are you doing this? And and doom was, I think they didn't even have slide motion on that. You had to teleport everywhere in that, Yep. but but they did have that thing where you could teleport into the enemy and explode them within. So that was the cool. That was cool. (laughs) Great way to lean into it. Yeah, lean into the doomness of it, Ugh. and uh, and then the other one is, will be out by the time uh, this airs and crumbling. And the best way I could describe this is uh, go into your favorite mom and pop hobby shop, and you discover these little. Well, actually, it starts off with one a little little figure. It's a little puffball character with, and he's got a sword and arms and legs, and he's in a um, blister wrap package. So you take him off, and you're actually having to do all this. You take him off the hook, and you actually have to tear him open. And then you can take him over, and you can paint him, do whatever you want to him in this little uh, hobby area. And then you take him over and drop him into the game, and it starts these missions. And he's attached to your hand. and you So you're just waving this character around in the air, and you squeeze the trigger, he'll swing his sword. And then you uh, can get power-ups for it where he'll leave like a toxic trail or whatever. But you're doing all this in 3D space over a diorama of the world. And it's this adorable diorama. It's like porcelain figures and little cardboard trees and stuff set up. But all the enemies come flying in from the air. So you're just basically stabbing in the air with your hand, swinging a sword, (laughs) drawing trails. you got to look like an idiot if anybody's watching in the room. But it is absolutely fantastic. And you just keep... Uh, unlocking the the, uh, the collectibles and it fills the magic bottle. It's I wish I had B roll for it because it, it's just <laughs> incredible to see. And I'm, I'll probably be live streaming all this stuff later. So I'm looking at this and this this looks cute. Like it's kind of giving me a lot not Lost Planet little little Big Planet vibes almost. Yeah, very close to that. Yeah. And this is in V. Oh, okay. Game requires VR headset in order to play. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I am liking the look of this. They've they've really dug in deep on the whole collectible mentality because you'll you'll unlock new collectibles. You'll come in, you'll spin the rack. Oh, here's a new one, and he's got different abilities. He might have a spear instead of a sword or something. So. Oh, that's cool. 
I think you've sold me on this. I'm not going to buy a VR headset for it, but I think you've sold me <laughs> no, on this game. <laughs> don't worry. He's he's sold me on the Quest 3 already. I was already on the fence, and I'm like, yeah, let's buy it. <laughs> I'll go sell my Quest 2. I'll go buy it. That's why Josh got quiet. He was over there clicking away at buy now. <laughs> hey, I got 15% off right now. I'm going to do it. Now's the time. Oh, I did some shopping oh. earlier. I spent my birthday money, so I, I get it. I get it. I get it, Josh. Uh, anything, well, else? anything else, oh. Mark? When you do get your Quest headset, and I know both of you will, uh, get walkabout mini golf. I know that's not wasn't on my list, but that is that's I, the game that's the game I play when I'm not playing anything else. That's, that's fair. My, that's yeah. fair. I, I like a good a casual game that I can play they, once in a while when I'm like I need to warm up to it. They they sent me a code for the base game, which came with eight courses. I played that and I dro- immediately dropped forty two dollars on the whole bundle that has all the expansion <laughs> courses. So yeah. Don't even delay. Just and they have a whole bundle offer now. It's like a hole in one, I think is what they call it, or something like that. And it's every course out there, and it's every every hole has a hidden ball. So there's like a literal Easter egg hunt that you're going to go on. There's 388 balls if you get the whole bundle. So. I love Shut that. up and take my money, Mark. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. I've, I've kind of been in a golf mood. I've been playing what the golf on my phone, and I'm like, oh, you know. Like uh, what? What's the golf with friends or whatever is the popular one on Steam? And that's what that's what this walk about mini golf is: is you bring all your friends in and you just go around playing golf and talking, and it's just a chat room where you're playing golf. And the best thing about it, it's 100% accurate. When you're putting, you're making all the motions. You're swinging one for one like you would if you were really at a golf course, with oh, a mini golf that. course. So that sounds so cool. Yeah. Are you, are you sure you're not getting any money from uh, Meta for uh, coming in no, here? No, this, <laughs> this is not sponsored by <laughs> Zuckerberg. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's wearing a Meta shirt under that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I These these all sound great. Um, again, not buying a VR headset, but I'll play with Josh's. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, we're, we're sold out at Best Buy, so you couldn't get one even if you wanted one. So we burned through we burned through twenty three thousand of those uh, since November. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's one location alone. Well, that's, that was our Midwest warehouse. So that's oh, what okay. was up in Chicago. So like that's I don't I'm not sure how many stores that services, but yeah, we had twenty three thousand in there just like right before uh, Black Friday. And there, our stores are all wiped out now. Uh, I didn't know we had Mine's Chicago a... crossover. I love that. <laughs> my my Best Buy is in stock, so I'm definitely gonna go buy it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. We already talked about Transistor on mine. I'm still playing Prince of Persia. Uh, it's a great game. Um, when we're recording this, I think it's still not out officially until the 18th, right? There was early access if you did the Ubi yeah. Connect Premium thing or whatever, because basically the day we were allowed to post the review is the day the elite people could play it. So, yeah. so, so elite. But hey, they're elite, <laughs> but they don't own it. <laughs> you can play That's it right. early. But it's not right. fucking yours. Uh, no, I really enjoy that game. I remember, I remember, like in the early bits, like oh, you know, like yeah, it's a Metroidvania. I remember like the first or second boss. I really wasn't vibing with. I was like just running them down, like beating the hell out of them. And I was like, man, is this like, is this it? Like, is this just like it feels like a it feels like a simple Metroidvania? And then like after that second boss, like things just ramped up at that point. Like the pu- the the platforming puzzles got crazy. Josh was Josh was watching me play one. I had to help you because you couldn't figure it out for some odd reason. The jump and the 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 wall run were crazy, but oh. I got I got it down and um, 
No, it just like it keeps surprising me, and it's one of those games where like when you complete a puzzle or when you beat a boss, you feel really cool. <laughs> you feel cool. You feel badass. Like you fight, uh, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers because I know folks will probably just be jumping in right around the time this comes out. But uh, the the bot, like you fight, I ah, fuck it, I'll say it. You fight one of the immortals on uh, on the sea on the high seas. And it's just like this big, bigger than life moment. Like he's got all these powers that like surprise you. And he's got this move that grabs you and just kind of fucking, it's like a Dragon Ball Z bout where he just beats the shit out of you. And he throws that move at you like repeatedly. And it's just a cool game. It's just a really cool game and a really cool way to open 2024. And I know you've been playing it too. You played it on PS5, right? Yeah, PlayStation 5. So are you playing the guided mode or are you doing the insanely difficult mode? (laughs) I started the insanely difficult one because I was like, how hard could it be? I can place markers, I'm sure. And then, you know, I got like, a, I got an hour in. I was like, you know, I'm just going to turn on the guided mode. I don't think that'll really change anything. And it, it shows you like doors that it, like it'll like display a door where like you, it knows you can't get through. So it'll be like, hey, you need to go here, but you can't. And then it'll show you like later on when you get a power, it, it'll pause into your map automatically and show like, oh, hey, this door can open now. So I thought that was really cool, especially yeah. for someone who got lost in Hollow Knight repeatedly. Uh, watching Josh play Dread, I got lost repeatedly, and I wasn't even playing the damn game. I got terribly lost at the beginning of Prince of Persia because one of the first objectives, you're supposed to go up in the map, and I went down for whatever reason, gravity or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to an area I had no business being in, but I had no idea that's where I wasn't supposed to be going. So I just repeatedly kept getting my ass kicked down there. And I about rage quit until I turned on the guided mode. And I see this big icon up top here that says, that's where you need to be going. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, but you're better so off close. having it than not having it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a quality of life feature at this point. So yeah. But yeah, Prince of Persia, I mean, it's getting it's getting a lot of praise. I mean, I've got a few hiccups with it, but I think universally, like it's it deserves to be well loved, even if it's the even if it's um developer slash publisher is like putting its foot in its mouth. And is it Steam Deck certified? Which baffles me. Oh no, you can't play it on Steam. Never mind. Oh, that's <laughs> oh. Yeah, when, Boy, when, I, yeah. when I got that, uh, not to be a, pr- a pissy little princess, but oh, when I got that man. code and I was like, oh, it's a Uplay code? Yeah, I remember that, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, do they only plan a... on releasing it on Steam at all? It looks like it's an, I think it's they... like an epic exclusive. I'm air quoting really hard. Uh, yeah. Uh... Ubi's gone back and forth with Steam. You know, the, the, we're not making as much money as we should. So, yeah, you guys can have us this year. and So, it'll be there eventually, but... Uh, you know, yeah. I opened I opened up UPlay. I only own one other Ubisoft Ubisoft game through Steam. You like it's one of those games where you download it on Steam, but it opens UPlay, and it was For Honor. And I was just like, I so much shame came upon me because For Honor is just it hurts me. It's atrocious. It's bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. It hurts. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that tactical with like the okay. When you're this guy. When you're this warrior, you have to do this stance against that warrior when he's doing that stance, and you sh- you, you got to swing the blade right. I can't. You, you don't even have to do that, Nick. You just have to pick the one uh, the one character that everybody else is going for, the meta at that time. That's all you have to worry about. Just be that, and just spam I, the same attack over and over. I play the meta. I want to play a game where hitting things with a sword feels good, and you know what game does that really well? Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. 
I mean, I want to play a game from them that actually is promised exactly what it's to be. And so far over the past 10 years, it's only been Prince of Persia. Uh, I'm fascinated by like the outcry because this, this trailer pre- uh, premiered back in June for next, fe- not next fest, whatever, whatever Jeff Keighley's little thing is. And game show, yeah. game show and game awards, fo- yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got all these things. He's got so many things. He's got too many things. And uh, people were like, that's not my Prince of Persia. Really, really like hemming and hawing about like the change of character and the side scrolling aspect. And I imagine a lot of those dumbasses don't didn't realize like the origin of Prince of Persia and where it came from. I saw that. <laughs> yep. I saw that and it was immediately like, oh, Karatika, Prince of Persia, let's go, let's go. And then just to add like the nice little Metroidvania pinch to it. Ah. What's funny is when the Sands of Time came out, the same discussion was being had. Like, you turned my 2D game into a 3D game. so <laughs> It's, it's a, a vicious cycle that's never yeah, going to end. It, yeah, it really is. Uh, how how's performance? You're playing on PS5. PS5 and it's flawless. Um, it does the uh, 120 right out of the box. Uh, 120. Oh, it's it's so smooth. Uh, it's 1440p, so you can probably drive it a little harder on PC than I can. I, I dare not. I dare not. I've had a few games recently that really put this PC to the test. Wink, wink. Alan Wake too, and. Um, I'd rather not oh, I, have this. If this, if this computer I thought we were talking about the Mars game, uh, Fort, Fort, Fort Solace. Oh, Fort Solace too. That, yes. That oh my gosh. You, I, <laughs> I completely forgot about Fort Solace. You guys realize if the computer goes out, this show is over. We have no other way of doing this. <laughs> no, that's not true. I've got a couple spares you could you could borrow really? until we build yours back up. People don't need to know about the spare tires hanging out in the back. Uh, they, well, there's a reason they're spares, and I, there's a reason I have multiple. Okay. Uh, Mark, I am curious. So. How I mentioned this part in the review. How did you feel about like all the notes laying around and the reading, and how do you feel about that with the pacing? I it, it breaks it up, and I tend not to read it. I, I start. I always I start every game like I'm going to read everything, and then by the you know hour in, I'm like, yeah. I wish they had some way to off put all that narrative into like an app I could read on my tablet or my phone or something later on. That would be awesome if they just had all that content. Oh. Mark, you're you're leading into some dark territory there, though. <laughs> didn't 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 uh, didn't Bungie try that before? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you, you you always have a codex. Why not make that an app and then you just download it onto your oh, phone? That's fair. And you that's... Can, Look, I got plenty of times I can read you know, on my phone, but you don't want to read when you're you know parkouring like, through a yeah. temple, you know. <laughs> well, and the the game is already voice acted. Like what what's a few what's a few more dollars for some voice acting? Or what's what's a little more of the AI voice that everyone what's a little more of that as a placeholder until you get a real voice in there? Like uh, it Nick, really, did I not mention it? It's Ubisoft. It's all about this. I know, I know, but it really like I, a game where I'm running around exploring, doing all these crazy jumps and all these crazy fights. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to stand there and read. I I was playing another game I'm going to talk about here in a minute where there are notes. And I was like, what, why, why am I reading all these notes? Like you have this voice actor, have him read it to me. Just do it. Just just do it. Come on. It's 20, it's 2024. All these companies are bragging about how they're making things that are more, uh, not, not in, yeah, more inclusive. They're making things more inclusive and, you know, making things readily available for anyone who may, uh, may have a um, disadvantage. And, Shit, read the read the note to me. Read the read the five paragraph note to me so I can run around. 
not gonna well, and that and that's the other big thing is make it so I can run around while I'm listening to that because there's games like I think what it was Doom Three where you clicked on an, a log and you had to sit there and listen to it. You couldn't move around until it was done playing. So I think do, Fort do Solace you know, did the same thing. Do you know who did there a good you, job yeah. and where you could still interact with stuff while playing the game? Days Gone. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. No more Days Gone. <laughs> I said I said no Days Gone in this show, and you you what? But Nick, you're insubordinate. Nick, Nick, do you see this little speaker right here? I, I could be playing, being attacked by a horde of zombies, and it'd be playing on this little bad boy for me. I could hear all the great lore while fighting through zombies and from raiders and everything some, in between. Some old you town, you're, much... you're being attacked in some old town country bumpkins like, Sandra, I don't think I'm going to make it back to Tennessee this year. The zombie hordes really, really got me down right now. Do you know how much exposition there was in that game? while you're riding the motorcycle there and have you ever a... tried to talk to somebody while riding <laughs> the motorcycle? it's impossible you can't hold casual conversations it, no it's like that and they're scene. talking like normal level like yeah yeah jenny everything's good <laughs> no you'd be screaming hey i don't know what you're talking about like, come on why are we just like normally chatting i mean there was times where he did it but it felt like it was only when there was like a heavy storm or something going on in the background where you know you would be yelling off the, at the top of your lawn. And you're trying to avoid... Why are you riding the loudest thing on Earth when you're trying to avoid all these zombie hordes? It's, it's, it reminds me of that scene in Barbarian where, if you guys have seen Barbarian, Justin Long's in it, and he's talking to his uh, Hollywood agent on the phone in his convertible driving on the highway with the top down. And they're just talking. And the, like, that is the most, like, that movie has like mutant people and stuff in it. And it's the most unbelievable thing in that movie is him talking on the phone with the top yeah. down. Speaking of horror games, I've played the first hour of Those Who Remain. I believe this game came out in 2020. I think it newly released either on Xbox or as a new Game Pass game. I don't know. I saw this pop up in a few places and I was like, oh, new, new game, I guess. Let's check it out. Um, this is a very corny video game. Uh, I know one Mark Smith played this game in full. Uh, just to just to give you a tidbit of where I'm at, Mark. Uh, so, uh, and a, a discretionary warning here. There's some um, there's some uh, suicide talk here. Um, the main character. You're sitting at your desk, looking at a lovely, lovely picture of uh, what I assume is your character and his wife. And there's bottles, uh, bottles and bottles of booze, all the same bottle, uh, all very rendered poorly. <laughs> and he's sitting there talking about uh, the importance of, you know, um, loving people while you have them and not taking them for granted. And you're sitting there, you're like, oh, like this dialogue's very bad, but this guy's very sad because his wife is dead. And he's sitting there talking very sad. And then he pulls a gun onto the screen. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. He's like, hey, I just got to let it go. I just got to let it go. And then he, he gets a text. His phone's been down on the desk this whole time. This is a first-person uh, survival game, by the way. And he looks down at his phone. This woman named uh, Diana or Diane has texted him and said, hey, I'm at the motel. Come meet me. And he decides not to take his life in that moment. And you're like, okay, like... This guy is lonely. He's looking for companionship. And then as he's driving to the motel, he's like, I'm going to call it off. My wife, I, I can't treat my wife like this anymore. So the wife isn't dead. The wife isn't dead. He's, will, he's wallowing in a room, looking at a picture, being all sad, drinking himself to death, getting ready to make that decision. Uh, and his wife isn't even dead. <laughs> 
and the dialogue is just wonky. The graphic, it's very, very PS th- early PS3, late PlayStation 2 looking. Uh, the mechanics, I don't believe anyone's like chasing you, but you have to stay out of the dark or else these bad guys with these scary eyes take you. Uh, again, very, very low poly. Um, <laughs> this this game opens up on a screen where you have to adjust the lightness. And I had tabbed over to something else while the game was loaded up and tabbed back and had that scary creature looking at me. I thought that was cool. And I liked the mechanics of avoiding the lights, turning the lights on. Mark, my first impressions aren't the greatest. You've you've played the entire game. Am I in for it? No, I time? have not. I, oh. I played the first five and a half hours of it. And then I, I rage quit this game. My first rage quit of 2020. And there's video proof up on the YouTube channel. You can see it. It's two part. The first first part, I love it. Second part, you can see me just like degenerate into this, you know, <laughs> Well, you know, it Great. was it was COVID. It was COVID, so it was <laughs> trying times already. <laughs> but and it, and it was purely bugs and glitches too. I mean, the game itself, it's fine. Uh, but there, and I don't know if you've gotten to the point yet where some critical items are actually under other items. Have you discovered that yet? Would that happen to be a fuse that I need for yes. a generator? Yeah. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, there's that fuse. So, yeah. Well, good to know that I'm going to be like tripping over something, like looking for, because I, so there's early on, you enter a house and there are all these like, like you have to turn on the light switches because in the dark, you can see the guy standing. They're kind of like, it's kind of like an invincible wall in the game. If you hit them in the dark, game over. And the game doesn't really communicate that. The game's like having you figure that out on your own. Hell, I think the one that killed me early on had an axe for some reason. <laughs> and so I'm in this house. I flip a switch. And the cool thing it does, the cool thing that I enjoyed about that moment was, so I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the hall leading to a kitchen. I flip a switch. And then I go into the kitchen and there's another switch. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've lived in houses and I've been in houses where there are two switches that do the same light. Am I about to fuck myself up here? <laughs> and thankfully I didn't. And then I pulled another switch and, and then I did. But I like that it's playing with that sense of like space of like, okay, you've been in a house. You know this is the thing. Go ahead. Flip that switch, buddy. Go ahead. But now that I'm hearing like stuff is buried. And I mean, there are bad notes in this. This There are bad, like there's newspaper clippings and they're very, I, they're either very poorly translated or just very poorly written. It's like a girl died on her bike we've decided it is an accident. No further reporting needed. It, like I'm, I'm, that sounds awful. I'm hack. I'm, I'm, I'm hacking it up right now, but it's pretty close to that. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a bad TV movie of the week type thing where the corrupt sheriff, you know, protecting his bond. Well, like spoilers here. But I don't know how far you're into it yet. So, I mean, you could spoil this and I will, <laughs> I will be okay. <laughs> uh, well, have you got to, have you done any of the condemning or forgiving yet? No, no, I just did get I just okay. did get to the barn and I'm working my way through the barn. That's kind of like your superpower. It's when you track down all these criminals or criminals, bad guys, whatever you want to call them. Um, they you have they have to repent and then you get to decide whether they go to hell or you forgive them and they can stay. And it can get pretty disturbing. Is this I mean, <laughs> is this I made by the, 
what's that movie that came out over the summer that was like about like trafficking and has like very religious under oh the sound of si- or invisible it, sound sound yeah, of I silence do. or something like it something it, like that yeah is this the is this is this made by the same people <laughs> condemn the center or don't I was thinking more like, is this Dante's Inferno? Do we get a secret sequel no, no, no one knew about? No, if it was Dante's but, Inferno, I'd be enjoying myself. But it, it, I mean, if you if you role play it, I I I was watching one my video replay of it today, and it's just like, man, I really got stumped on that because there's like a bully, and he bullied this girl, and she died. But he's really repentant, and he's just sitting there bawling his eyes out, and you just like go to hell. He just spirals into the abyss, and. <laughs> I, I think, so, or, or or you could forgive him. So I, I don't like bullies, so I didn't forgive him. So. I'm back in. I'm back in. You yeah. sold me on that alone. Like, yeah, I know it's but, gonna. I know the dialogue's not gonna be ideal, but like, my God. Yeah, and and if you're that early on, I mean, there's some cool locations. There's like a diner and a library, uh, the police station. If you haven't been there yet, so it's there's some really cool locations. Some really good surprises coming up. So I was I was getting like Alan Wake vibe. Like Alan Wake is already like B movie. So like I feel like this is like C movie at the bottom of the Walmart bin, like next to the really bad stuff. So I don't know. Like I, there's piece of there's a little piece of me that enjoys the bad. So maybe there's, there's a cool puzzle that you may or may not uh, when you're in the town square and the streetlights are flickering and you have to like run from streetlight to streetlight to make sure you're always in the light. And if you're out of it for just a second. So. The only thing that gives me pause is you're like, I was only five and a half hours in, and I'm like, whoa, 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 it's longer <laughs> than five and a half hours? I don't know if I can do this. It reminds me, like, that. remember uh, about this time last year, I reviewed Trenches? Yeah. Tren- it was the World War II monster running around the bunker. Uh, sadly, there was a better Trenches monster running around a bu- the bunker game that came out, like, months later that I would have preferred. <laughs> The amnesia game, yeah, the yep. amnesia, uh, amnesia, the bunker, yes, and it sounds Very like that's good. getting some add-ons, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I could, and I do think that's, I think that's on Game Pass. Uh, I'm about to give Josh my Game Pass password so we can just play all these games. See, Mark, I, I, I told you, <laughs> I was just telling him the the uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, there's an app now for the Quest headset, and you can play any Xbox game in your headset on a hundred, like a hundred inch screen broadcast in front of your face. So Once... it, it plays it. It's cloud streaming, so its performance may vary, but you know. Once I figure out, like, once I figure out how to get Game Pass working properly on my Steam Deck, you guys will never see me again. You'll be you'll, your long list of reviews will be sitting there, but like, oh, I haven't heard from Nick in a while. It's because I'm playing fucking Game Pass. <laughs> well, hey, that that was a lot of games. Uh, what do you guys say we get into the news? Yeah, Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper, morning star. Paper, mister? It's time for old news. All right, so let's see. First up here, uh, Josh, take it away. Yeah, uh, 16 days into 2024, and there's uh, 2,900 plus video game layoffs that have been announced. Like, obviously, this is overcorrection of uh, the COVID hiring, but, like, come on. Like, it's it's getting ridiculous. Uh, Actually, since I put this up, they've updated. It's now thirty one hundred, so I'm corrected. So yeah, this uh, this is a list from Zach Uzwizen over at Kotaku. I uh, love the stuff that they do. Uh, yeah, it looks like they have a running list here. Yeah, it's, wow. and it's getting updated because, like I said, just yesterday it was twenty one hundred. Now it's to thirty one hundred, and growing. I might have to bookmark this. Yeah, so I heard about Lost Boys Interactive earlier today. Uh, 
good good reporting from Aftermath. I need to go. Twitch was already bloated, so they could have lose some people. I don't like to see anybody lose their job, but they were. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah. The one that surprised me most on this list actually was Discord. Yeah. Because they're, they're very, they're very like, oh, we're you know they're smart about their hiring. They're they're a good like, orient a family oriented company to work for. They're they're very open to all things and open enclosures and stuff. So when I saw them on the list, I was like, wow, I can't tell you how many resumes I sent to them trying to get hired, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I would have probably been one of the 170 to get, lose their job. Well, Josh, it's like you said, they're very they're very disciplined when it comes to who they hire. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I didn't get hired. I'm sad to see Thunderful on that list because we've got some games coming from them pretty soon. Yeah, that's just it kind of leaves a weird taste in your mouth. Like you're getting you're working with their PR folks as you like how many what's the percentage here? Twenty percent of their staff? Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Jeez. Like don't we like I, I feel I feel I feel for the companies because obviously they're trying to do whatever they can to either stay afloat or, you know, to, to keep the revenue going. But I have to question some of the, the smaller ones who are like, oh, we're going to get rid of three people. I don't, I, I, I'm not even worried <laughs> about that. I'm not even like, I'm worried CEO, about the CFO. <laughs> get, get, I, yeah. I would hope, but we both know that's not the case. No, no. <laughs> it's I, usually I, the bottom total pool people. <laughs> looking at the, like, first of all, that unity one is still bonkers. Like my gosh, 1800. Oh people. yeah. After, after, I guarantee you that CEO that they got rid of, I forget his name, uh, is it Maddox or something, but I guarantee you he got a golden parachute that would cover cover these 1,800 people and then some. Uh, yeah, and he's the whole reason why the, the company started going billionaire after that huge debacle. of. Oh, they oh, screwed the pooch on that where they tried to charge oh, everybody the new licensing fees yep, and break and, all their contracts. Yep, and all these smaller indie people were like, yeah, fuck yeah. this. We're going to go. We're going to go elsewhere. And they still never came back. It's like, what did you expect? Well, and we're heading we're heading into the end of the fiscal year uh, here in March. So I mean, it's just, this number's only going to skyrocket over the next two months. I mean, I don't I don't think that this is far from over. Uh, hey, if you don't like sad news, maybe don't check in on our news segment for the next two months because I guarantee you this is not over. Uh, folks are still going to be cutting their fat heading into the new fiscal year. Um, for those for those not financially savvy like my broke ass. Uh, fiscal most fiscal years end at March. That's why you see a lot of big releases around March. I mean, what was it like the mass effects of the world? You see just these last ditch efforts to make some money to like pump those numbers up before these folks have to go and report to their shareholders uh, like, hey, things are great, or hey, the people below Dis- me fucked this up. <laughs> yeah. Disney's did it Disney's doing it right now. Did you see they dumped Echo all at once? They didn't do it. Yeah, it out I saw it. that. And what if went one a day? So that the whole series came out over a period of one week. So I, yeah, I didn't even see that because they were they were piecemealing out what if season two, weren't they? Like it was a shorter yeah. period of time, but they were like, all right, we got to get this shit out. Yeah, it was six episodes in six days. So that's crazy. One a day. That's yeah. crazy. That like no one, no, that's dumb. That is really dumb. Like TV, TV, and just viewership in general is based around habit forming. And like, what are you doing? What are you doing, yeah. Disney? Like have. Have the have the big release be Thursday, and stop doing this two a.m. shit. No one is up at two a.m. that isn't on the West Coast. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking put that shit out six p.m. Like whatever prime time. Put it out during prime time. Ain't if if it's not a mom and dad putting on Bluey for their kids. No one's paying for Disney Plus. My God, I know I need to watch my mouth. Cause I'm trying to work in the industry, but goddamn, like have some sense. 
well, Nick, you're you're talking about a, a mouse who's more worried about keeping his image than they are about keeping their employees or their sanity. So. Don't fuck with the mouse. Uh, pour one out for Bobby Iger losing <laughs> losing a couple milli <laughs> compared to the last year. Oh, jeez. Uh, hearts go out to everyone who have uh, who have lost their jobs over the last 17 days and before that, and to those who are facing issues these similar issues at their company right now we hope you all land on your feet we hope you all work for great people who respect you and um also you know take the work seriously and don't just look at you as something to dump off when things are going bad fuck those people uh the bad people not the good people that we're rooting for On to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this one actually kind of blew me out of the water, but only half of Boulder Gates three players have beaten Act One. And by half, I mean only 49.3%. That's higher than I thought it would be. I'm shocked. I mean, I know I know Act One is there's a lot going on. I know there's a lot to do, but it just baffles me for something that people praise left and right that people clamored to where, you know, it was just like the, the, the talk of the ball for, you know, months and only half have gotten through act one. It just blows my mind. I don't know if you know this, Josh, but gamers are lazy. Uh, I'm I'm up there with them. I get it. But at the same time, the, the best, the best thing that the best thing that achievements have ever done, uh, achievements, trophies, whatever you call them, uh, has shown us has shown us completion rates, and again, that's not always going to be full picture because you don't have everyone who's buying the game playing online as well. Right. But showing us completion rates, and I think I do think that devs and publishers need to take a look at this data and take a look at scope. Um, games as a service is kind of out of the door; it's going away. If you're not Fortnite or you're not Apex, you're kind of not at the party there. And yes, while these bigger games are selling like hotcakes. Uh, obviously we've seen that developers have kind of overstepped developers and publishers have kind of overstepped, spent too much money overspent in the last three years. So I would hope, I would hope the lesson here for those people would be, okay, we're making these big games, but only half of the people are actually getting through these big games. We can make a smaller game for cheaper and actually keep our people employed. (laughs) But Uh, that's the problem, Nick, is they'll make that cheaper game. And still require you to drop sixty, seventy dollars for it. This is this is true. Uh, by the way, this article is from James Troughton at the Gamer, uh, and I wonder. I w- I would like to see the numbers between PC and console, just so we can get Master PC race stuff going here. Because I feel like the PC gamers are really, really bringing it. I feel like they're the ones who completed it, and everyone else is just meh. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely say this is probably more geared towards PC because let's face it, that's. That's the console the world, I guess a console. That is the system played on. Like what Xbox had the huge debacle with theirs, and even then they're still having issues with it, especially with the whole you can't record uh saucy scenes. So like there's that. And then PlayStation, I mean, Nick, did you no you you had PC, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, my review copy is on PC. Mark, do you remember what the who did the PS5 review and how that went? Uh, David Fox did that, and he liked it. He also did the piece, or no, the Xbox review that just came out. Oh, he did both. Did he? Yeah. Did he see a difference in them? Um, no. In fact, uh, really, his, his Xbox review is basically go read my PS5. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just know there was a lot of debacle with the Xbox release of it, and 
there are still issues geared towards certain stuff that's like, okay, guys, this is really questionable. Why are we doing this? But I, I agree. At this point, if you're not playing it on PC, you're kind of missing out a lot, I would say, just because there's so much more you can do with it. And then the whole modding community, I mean, I, I think it, so I think much. it comes down to preference. I know if I had yeah, this yeah. on console, like I cannot handle the console UI with like all the wheels and like just working. Like I remember I when I started my PC um, campaign, I was I started with a controller and I was like, oh my god, all these wheels! I'm not I'm I'm feeling nauseous, I'm feeling nauseous. And then I switched over to mouse and keyboard, and it switches like that. And um, I was like, oh my god, this is better. I got everything out at the bottom of the screen. Uh, but you know what? Also, Josh, this news of no one completing it. By the way, I've highlighted here only seventeen point six seventeen point six percent of people beat the game uh, on the regular difficulty, which is crazy. Uh, I remember there being like a similar headline for The Witcher back in the day, and The Witcher is like by no means anywhere near the length of this. Uh, still, still a longer game, but I think, I mean. I just think that's the name of it. Like people buy games and then just kind of fall off. And then well, saying that beating the game is like out of the ordinary. Like, yeah, there are some people who probably fall off the wagon or just like whatever, or something else comes out. I get that. It just blows my mind that only 50, like act one, I like I said, I know there's a lot there, but act one and only 50% of the player base or, you know, whatever their uh, scope was beat the first act. That's, I mean, you, not even half the game, right? Like that's a, yeah, I figured they would have dropped off around Act Three when it started bugging out. So. Yeah, Josh, just, I think so being, it blows my mind. I think you're being unfair. There's still a lot of players creating their characters. They just haven't gotten that far. Uh, there's a lot of characters still trying to fuck the bear. Apparently, <laughs> it ta- hey, it takes a lot of relationship building. Okay, you leave them alone. They're trying. They're on the other. They're on their tenth date, and they said this time they could probably make third base. Okay. <laughs> have you Have you seen some of these streamers where the entire first episode is just character creation? Yes, and like it's a just two like two hour oh, episode man. of just creating their characters. It's like I, wow. It's, I, I didn't think the. I, I don't remember if I wrote this in the review, but I didn't like. Yeah, there's a lot of options, but it didn't seem that like once you picked your race and your uh, sub race and all that stuff in your class, like I felt like customization was kind of limited. Like I, I played as a dragonborn, so maybe that really limited things for me. But I didn't feel like they were that outrageous. I don't know. Well, I mean, for it being simulated for Dungeons and Dragons, Nick, you would if you actually got into that stuff, you would know uh, day zero campaigns. If you start that, is it's a lot of work sometimes, depending on who the dungeon master is. I did, <laughs> I did, get... I did play around with my genitalia for a little bit, so I get it. Not, not play with it like, like <laughs> no, 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 foot, foot no. in mouth, foot in mouth, no, Just playing with the slider, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> No, that's worse. <laughs> Length or girth? Length or girth? No, no. Josh, what's next? We got segue, segue. Uh, Square Enix you, uh, confirmed used uh, AI tools for uh, Foam Stars. Uh, this is GameSpot from George Yang. Thanks, George. Uh, yeah, so I think Foam Stars looks really cool. The thing that's keeping me from Foam Stars is that it's a console only release, and I don't feel like plugging in my PS4 for it. Um, but yeah, every other, and this isn't loading for some reason, but uh, every, Foam Stars is the, what, what would you call it, Josh? It's like the uh, Splatoon they, they, knockoff? Yeah, they keep saying it's going to be the Splatoon killer, is what it's being deemed as. And it's like, okay, guys, everything's going to be a something killer. We get it. But if you're going to, just quit saying killer. Just say it's a knockoff or say it's an equivalent. Like, come on, we get it. 
But yeah, Splatoon's only like really big in Japan, right? It's not. I no. I mean, in the states, it's still decently big. But yeah, mainly in Japan is like it's really big. I just, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I don't know why anyone was surprised by this. Like, Square Enix seems to be the one company that's like your... all in on AI. Like, they were, you they shut, were still, they were still. You shut your mouth about them. They were still horny for NFTs. Like after NFTs were no longer a thing. I remember there was a. Um, uh, stockholder meeting and they were like, yep, yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing NFT. You guys like the board apes? We're going to get some board apes in here. But Nick, you know you know how I feel about Square Enix. They they have a place in my heart. That, I mean, Final Fantasy franchise just alone is just like my golden butter for uh, JRPGs. You're backing the wrong horse here, Josh. I understand I am, Nick, but I, I, I'm sorry. I have, I have a soft spot for them. Like, yeah, they are the Japanese equivalent of Ubisoft. Should they probably be condemned for some of the stuff they've done? Yeah. Let's but they've see. also brought a lot of good things to the gaming community that it's just it's hard for me not to be like, give them the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? I don't know, Josh. However, Okutani clarified the large majority of form stars were developed normally, and the AI-generated assets only made up 0.1% of the total content. I think point... It just doesn't, just, oh, doesn't justify it, though. I think 0.01 is just too much. And uh, you can... Hey, you can invent Final Fantasy VII and all these other great games. I think you gotta... I don't know. Pay your people, man. Uh, again, I, not, not to bring it back to the first story, but my God. This isn't saving you money because you know what you're going to do. You're going to save money, turn around and be like, CEO guy, you saved us money. Here's some more money. <laughs> like you're just going to, you're just giving someone more money and it just happens to be someone at the top who's not really doing anything. I say that as a guy that's like kind of working around C-suite people and seeing like the number of boards they're on and being like, huh, you're getting paid to be at this company, but then you're here, 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 here. Yeah. And you're maybe doing like one or two, like you're maybe on a committee here, 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 but you're not really doing anything. You're just on a Zoom call showing up for an hour and then fucking off to wherever you live. Why are we paying you again? <laughs> I, I just think there needs to be something like for the general public to open their eyes and see like, oh, the CEO is not really doing anything. The CFO is not really doing. They're they're just bumping. They're jumping around. They're networking. These folks at the top are I, guys. I'm gonna shut up because I'm I'm going I'm going crazy. People are like, God, my God, get the uh, get the lib get the lib off where, the screen. Where where we're five seconds away from the eat the rich comments coming from him. <laughs> the the guy someone hosting a show on X is gonna be beefing with us. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna be beefing with you. I have nothing to do with this. I just I bring the news to the table. Mark, I've been I've been saying way too much. You've you've been you've been around for twenty five years. Like, what are you what are you seeing, Mark, on the ground floor? Burp, 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 what are you seeing? <laughs> oh God, it's that's tough. Um, <laughs> the most of the people I deal with aren't at the at the level that we're seeing here as far as the companies. I deal with PR agencies, and they're they're pretty stable. Uh, I mean, there are m multiple agencies for, you know, uh, a lot more companies out there. So, you know, I have a couple that represent probably ha over half the games we get to review. So I just have to go to two websites and here's the list of everything that came out this week. What do you want? So <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like and this, this AI thing, it's, it's just, like, have, I, yeah. have you gotten any AI on the PR side? Have you gotten like a PR email? It was like, mm, I don't think a person sent this. 
I've gotten some offers uh, for AI to come and inspect the site to see if there's any AI content on it. <laughs> so, but they want to charge me to do that. I'm like, no, I, I trust all my guys. They're not farming this stuff out to chat GPT. So, but even like, you can tell. All Are you? <laughs> I've been the most, that would be hilarious if I was the most vocal person on here. And then you like ran it through and it's like, oh my God, that motherfucker. <laughs> No, I mean, but he doesn't. I mean, it's it's crazy how much AI has gotten in not just in just gaming industries, industries in general. Like I work, uh, I do IT for an insurance company, and that's all these. And this is going to be a little blatantly racist, but let's be honest. A bunch of old white rich people are getting on there going, "How can I save a quick buck?" And someone's telling them, "Use ChatGPT and have it do this stuff for you." Someone has fired their lawyer because of ChatGPT. It's like, guys, that's not the end result. Like, why would you think this is a great idea ever? Josh, Don't get gonna... me wrong; it's a good starter. It is a terrible way to keep going, though. Josh, I'm going to stop you right there. You're scaring away all our rich white listeners. Oh, all two of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> all our rich white <laughs> listeners are, are scathing. They're like, can you believe these racists? Uh, no, but the the amount of people that I work with that have sent an AI email, like I'll, I'll read an email and be like, this motherfucker never uses this word. He never fucking, yep. get, like, what? No, dude, I know, I know. I like, I like the concept of AI, like, so like, for example, I wrote a, I wrote a social media post for LinkedIn for something that we were pitching, like we were pitching a program. I wrote out the whole email, all the details, the who, like, you know, you follow the five W's and the H and you write it all out. And LinkedIn has this little, Hey, we saw what you're right. Can, can our AI take a spin and deliver something? I was like, eh, all right, click. And it took like my three paragraphs and shortened it to two. And I read through it and I was like, Oh, like it didn't add any like colorful language. It didn't add anything that didn't sound like it. I was saying like something I wasn't saying. It just took my words and rearranged them to be more con concise. And I was like, oh yeah, like if I was like going gra to grammarly, isn't it? Yeah, if, if I was go if I was going to sit down and properly edit this post down, it probably would have looked something like this. And I was like, okay, See, that's but that's but that's fine because it took what you already had written and just made it a little more like you said concise. Where these people are like, oh well, how do I how do I fire my lawyer? You have to Google or you have to chat <laughs> GPT how to fire your lawyer. I can figure that out in five seconds, dude. You're fired. Lord, Done. Lord, help our old white listeners that are trying to write their wills. <laughs> I mean, I I seriously get like three or four emails a day from whatever system they're using. It's basically like, oh, top 10 things you can do to chat with chat GPT to sell insurance or do this. And I'm like, you need help from machine. You've been doing this for 30 years and you need help from a, a machine to sell insurance. You're probably failing and you're probably going to sell that company. Just throw that out there. Don't it's, want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. It's, it's, it's a little concerning the amount of people at entry level and mid-level positions that are like readily in line to like, oh, hey, yeah, come on. Like I, I tell my story, I tell my LinkedIn story of editing that down. And to me, that sounds normal, but I guarantee you there's an editor that's like, no, 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 Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop talking. Stop. I'll do it. I'll do it. But for every, every one of them, there's probably like five idiots out there that are like, I ain't want to be replaced. It's like, cool, dude, get out of here. You weren't doing anything anyway. <laughs> they even updated the database for chat GPT. I know it like cut off at like 2020 or something like that. So I don't think it has because I, I, no, I think something, it's something I asked it something about a game that hadn't been announced a few months back. Yeah. So any and, generative work is 
No, but they've also got like those uh, other ones that are like, hey, we use the same algorithm as ChatGPT, but our stuff is up to date with everything that's on the web. And it's like, okay, well, how accurate is this? Where are you pulling your sources from? Because a lot of them are still pulling from like Wikipedia stuff. And it's like, okay, guys, you you, you do realize that's not a credible source. Like, don't get me wrong. Everybody still uses it. Still not credible. I'm interested to see where we're at a year from now, because my, my favorite thing right now are the articles that are coming out where the people running it are like, well, if we followed copyright, we wouldn't be able to do this. And well, it's like, well, you know where where we're at with AI right now, right? It's this whole uh, talk to speech stuff. The I mean, the whole Ubisoft thing that everybody's blowing their, uh, blowing, losing their minds over. It some of it it sounds like really human, and you're like, wait, is this an actual human talking, or is this you know? Yeah, I showed you that. Machine. I showed you that one, and I remember telling you like, oh, I had like. I hadn't even yeah, noticed I would that, have, that wasn't a person. I would never even known unless someone pointed it out because it was so well done. Where then you're, if you go on TikTok or Instagram, TikTok, TikTok or Instagram, you can you, like, you hear like the, these are the five things, uh, such and such. Like, these are the five things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's an ad. It's like, what? Mark, you know, know the, what... you know, the Prince of Persia character, right? That they did the voice to text, right? It was the talking head in the tree, I believe. Yeah. It was the one that guides you in the darkness. Yeah. The one that, I will guide you in the dark. I hadn't like maybe maybe we're just I didn't notice it. Okay. Yeah, it was hard. I it's like and I get why they pointed it out, but at the same time, I'm like, you guys probably could have kept this in the dark the whole time, and I would never yeah. have known any better. Well, I'm glad they point. I'm glad they pointed it out though. No, I'm they, glad they, they didn't did have too. to. They didn't. They I, they really didn't. They were just getting to. ahead of it. So. They're getting ahead of it. It would have come out and better yeah. to be on that this side of it than they the knew other. someone. They knew some pesky journalist would have been like, that sounds like a TikTok voice or something like that, yeah. and. Yeah, that's the thing right now because I can't go onto any social media without running across these videos of people using that, or the videos now that people are doing where they like will grab a YouTube video, uh, it'll pull all the information out for them, do the whole entire speech, and make like thirty second videos from for like their shorts, and it can be they can have like a fake person in the background doing the video, like it's an AI that is just modeling a person and actually moves their mouth like they're talking and stuff makes it look like they're actually doing it but they're not oh there was one i i and i'll i'll say this and then i think we should move on and then i have another thing to point out too but there's one where it's a um i forget what the website was but i saw it on x or twitter and it was a whole newscast it was a whole newscast the people were ai generated the news stories were ai generated pulled from headlines and they did a whole 30 minute newscast and it was fucking terrifying. Like it was very inhuman. You could tell because it was just like, they have that jerkiness around their mouth. I like, reported they... the news. There was a five car pileup on I 59. Did it actually show like video of like, like, you know how they would pan to a camera and it shows what's going on. They have like the interviews and stuff. Yeah. They did, did some... do that even not, not the interviews, but they did like, they had like B roll of like sports coverage of like actual sports stuff. Like oh, shit. the Timberwolves wow. beat the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. That like, is oh, scary. Shit. And they had the banners and you're like, Oh my God, we are, we are, we're, we're playing God and we got to stop. The other thing, Josh, and I'll, when we get up, when we get off, remind me to send you down the rabbit hole of dead internet theory. Don't do this, Nick. I'm already having chills just thinking about this video. I'm going to switch the screen, but uh, I'll look that up. I'll also, I'll send you guys that link, but I'll also send you a link to Dead Internet Theory. Fucking terrifying. Very Metal Gear Solid 2 of the world to do this. Nick, I have to sleep tonight. No, you don't. What's next, Josh? Uh, well, speaking of Ubisoft, uh, one of their execs uh, is under hot water right now for the comment he made in an interview. Uh, Felipe Tremblay. 
Uh, he's the director of subscription. Basically, basically told everybody, you know, you should just get used to not owning your games. Fair, fair. Uh, I, I, the timing of this is perfect. It's like, dude, you have one of the biggest games coming out any day now, and you choose now to put your foot in your mouth. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I will say, I saw there was a tweet on, uh, there was a tweet on Twitter from the folks behind Slay the Princess, and they're like, hey, just so you know, Slay the, the, by the way, this is the team that openly tells people to pirate their game if they can't afford it. So I already fucking love them. Uh, and they're awesome. like, they're like, hey, uh, Scarlet Hollow and Slay the Princess are both DR, DRMA free or whatever. Like, hey, even if Steam were to go down, like, you still have access to this game. So fuck them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know why they thought coming out and telling people they don't own shit is a good idea because I don't know. I think, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be some anti-digital push here in the next like few years. I mean, it's a matter of time at this point. I mean, we, with like all these old consoles closing their stores, PS3, Nintendo, uh, Wii, and all of them who shut down where you can't get their games anymore. You paid that. You paid to have that license to be able to own it. How are you supposed to be able to get it without going online and illegally downloading it? The the quote you see a lot being pushed right now is, "Well, if there's no if there's no path to owning, then or or wait, if if purchasing isn't owning, then pirating isn't stealing." Which I love. I think it's a great line. Yeah, uh, I see it tweeted and reddited everywhere. Uh, by the way, this is a Game Rant article from Tom, Dominic Bosniak. Uh, I hope I said that right, bud. If not, you can correct me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're Ubisoft, Ubisoft, however you want to say it. They're always, they're always, they feel like a one step forward, two step back dev, because they'll do something amazing. I think they're having a great year between their um, between their game that just came out. Uh, what was it? The Avatar game. Uh, the Prince of Persia games doing well. I think they had a game before Avatar that also did really well for them. Uh, Far Cry Six. I don't think it was a big hit, but like people are still like not talking about it as much. But I think it sold well enough for them. Uh, people liked Assassin's Creed Mirage. So I think they're they're like they're streaking right now. They're in a pretty good spot. But do yeah, you man. think that Ubi has enough games to launch their own Game Pass? No, I do. It sounds like what they're. If they just charge like a monthly subscription, that might be what this guy's hinting at is you're not going to own them. You're just going to pay us 14 bucks a month to play anything you want off of our Ubi Connect or whatever they're calling it now. Yeah, just, I don't know. Word, word your statement better. I don't know. Maybe he's being paraphrased to shit. I haven't heard like his I mean, full interview. He he is. He, he basically was just like, hey, with how the industry is going right now with like Game Pass, with uh, Netflix doing their thing, like we're getting to a point where subscribing is going to be the way to go. Instead of like actually going out and buying your games, you're just going to subscribe to that company and basically rent it, which he's not wrong. I mean, look at the streaming industry with shows and movies. Like it's now it started out as this revolutionary thing where you could just go watch it, whatever you want, whenever you want. It cost you five bucks. Now it's basically you have four or five and it made up what your uh, cable company was doing. Cause now with some of them, you, you have to pay extra not to get ads. And some of them still throw in the ads. I think what he would have been better off saying is something along, and maybe he did say this. I again, I haven't heard the full interview was saying something along the line of like, Hey, we're looking at like maybe not doing physical, physical copies for everything we're going to release. Cause I think that's maybe what he was building towards. Uh, I honestly don't think that's a good idea because I think again, 
I think people are going to start trending back towards physical media as we start to see, I mean, between the TV streamers, like pulling shit off their show, like pulling shit off of their apps and that completely disappearing and, uh, physical, physical media is just getting harder to find. I recently, I know this is going to make me a little more insufferable, but I recently got into vinyl and <laughs> trying to find records is like, Nick. Best Buy, baby. We got the biggest yeah. record collection going right now. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to blow your mind. Vinyl is back right now. Every, everybody's it's going solid. to vinyl. <laughs> I know. I just paid $50 for a JPEG Mafia vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got we got ACDC back in black in the store, and I'm looking at that like, man, I had that when it was new. and But it's 30 bucks an album now. It's just like... And, so, that, and that seems to be across the board. Like Unless it's like yeah. some hippy, dippy like indie band that I like that doesn't not a lot of people like i'm paying 30 dollars the minimum uh, i do have to say if you're watching the video uh, ubisoft has an image here uh, with all their games either upcoming or out and the the gall of these people to have the prince of persia remaster be almost the biggest one game should have been out three years ago at this point based off of the way they were pitching it and ah just rattles my chains but i don't know like not to get all up my ass about physical media, but having kids now, like I remember as, as a kid, like I discovered my music based off of the album or the CDs I was stealing from my parents. It was the Toby Keith, the Shania Twain's, the Faith Hills, the ACDC's, the Nirvana's like that was the NWA's. That was the stuff I was stealing from my parents and listening to. And that was like informing what I was listening to. And now you have these digital trends where folks have Spotify, folks have Netflix, folks have game pass. And I think younger generations, you don't really get an idea of like the media your parents are consuming because it's like invincible to you. It's so personal. Like maybe you watch a movie that they like on Netflix, but that's it. You don't have like, you don't see the box. You don't see like, it's weird. It's weird. But I do think like we're missing something with that physical media. That's why again, insufferable me got into vinyl because i want my kids to have something like oh dad loves this shit let's listen i love this record let's put this on i also want them to have something to fight over when i die because i'm not making any money (laughs) so why not um i have jokes on them i get the vinyl collection so the old the older i get the more insufferable i become people are just like man this old man is yelling at this cloud this whole episode (laughs) my god uh, well, the, but the, the, the death of physical media and gaming, though, I mean, it's it's been a godsend for me because once the publishers stopped having to ship me physical copies of games and email me a code, I've started getting twice as much access to stuff at that point. So I, I do like that, <laughs> the speediness of it. I will say, didn't Best Best Buy just stopped doing physical copies of games, right? There's there's oh, uh, no, we still have games. Those DVDs. Uh, the DVDs are slowly being phased out. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, yeah. I see it go away every day when I go in there. It's a little bit less every day, and they're not coming. Are they doing so. anything to replace that kind of stuff then? Because obviously that's like it's a huge section of it, like most Best Buys. It's still. I mean, the, oh, you. Well, like, oh, just the physical the, media the floor in general. Space, yeah. Well, because all the media will still be available on the website. They're just right. not going to. But they're not gonna uh, have it in stores. No, they're just they're tidying up. They're putting more stuff on the floor now they're turning it almost into like a showroom experience where you can go in there and there's kiosks now to, and we've got like really cool a pc section now with like a razor section and, and okay so more like almost like more like a micro center setup basically yeah yeah it's okay like I, theme, I can dig that Darius, so, i yeah. can dig that it's it is it is getting scary because I, I know i mentioned the vinyl which is like a, a up and coming 
up and coming format. But I, <laughs> it's so stupid to say it out loud. But um, like DVDs, like finding DVDs, of like old, like anytime I find a series that I like, like if I'm out and about, like I just bought like season two and one of Wilfred out in the wild because I was like, you cannot find this. Like the, the show is going to disappear one day. And if I don't have this DVD, it's going to be gone. And now trying to hunt down the rest of that season, like it's hard to find in person. It's even harder to find online because like even, even like an eBay search, it's getting harder to find stuff. So I'm just kind of, I'm baffled by like the disappearance of everything so fast. We're getting into the anniversaries of a lot of things. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping to see a lot more like yesterday was the 50th anniversary of happy days. So where's that box set? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it, it, it makes me hope like criterion, like people love the shit out of the, of, uh, yeah. the criterion collection. I hope stuff like, like uh, the, the, um, uh, who is it? The developer that did the Atari 50. They also did another thing recently, but th- those developers that are doing stuff like that, that, almost uh, like an almost like a documentary type situation i think it might have been the same team that did the karateka thing recently but i'm kind of hoping we get physical releases of that i kind of hope that becomes a thing just in the name of game preservation because i feel like preservation wise i think movies and music kind of have a thing going and are pretty pretty well preserved games not so much you you go through a console cycle and things are just completely gone no way to, no way to play it unless you're dusting it off or you're ripping it onto something. Um, I have a PlayStation in the closet and it's got the PT demo on it, and that's the only reason I still have that PlayStation. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that. I have a PlayStation <laughs> over here, and I only have it because I have a copy of Bloodborne that I swear I'm going to go play. And I'm like, no, no, Nick, I'm not plugging you, you in, bud. Nick, if you ask me real nice, I'll make sure you get a copy of that uh, demo, the PT demo. Uh huh. All right. I I still have it on my uh, uh, PlayStation that's hidden. So, wouldn't it be sick if we made that our uh, our book club game just like a little twenty minute Ooh. demo, <laughs> just to be a little uh, shits? I wouldn't be against it. I, you know how you know my I, how much I love PT. Like that is the the golden goose egg that will never get again. It'll never happen unless unless like Kojima like OD unless like I almost said Kojima OD. No 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 <laughs> no, 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 oh, no 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 unless the OD game that he's doing and like. Death Stranding to like sell like a million bajillion copies and then he can just buy Konami and just do whatever he wants with Oh, I, I right hope here. that's the case. I hope he does so good that he can buy Konami and he just fires all those fuckers who talk shit about him. He, he, I, I almost, I mean, I almost said he, OD. oh my God. Okay. We, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we got through the news. Uh, it was a bummer. I'm sorry. I promise I'll try to be a more cheery guy for the news in the future. Once the news is more cheery. Uh, so like I said, we have Mark Smith here. Uh, Game Chronicles is 25 years old. Uh, plus, I'm going to put a plus next to it based off of those that 1996 news you told us. Yeah. Uh, Mark, why, why, why Game Chronicles? Why start the site? What, 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 what did you have going? Like, what was, what was the deal? What's the deal, man? Well, I was doing strategy guides. Started in 1996. I have 30 published strategy guides now, and they're all available on the website. It's more of a legacy thing now. Um, but some people noticed me. Uh, it was a, a site called MPOG, Multiplayer Online Gaming. It's not that anymore, so don't go there. Uh, but uh, I did reviews for them, and they flew me out to E3 in 1999, and I got to get a taste of uh, what it was like to be a games journalist. And I thought, I want to do this. And then around 2000, there was that big debacle where the whole um, 
internet almost collapsed, I guess. And what emerged from the ashes was me. And uh, I, uh, I was out um, uh, the E3 the following year, and I was talking to a PR guy from Sega, and he he'd read some of my stuff. He says, "You just ought to start your own website." And like, I came home after E3, and a week later, I started my own website. So got the business license so nobody could call me a phony. And <laughs> well, but once you start going to E3 on your own, you have to have a business license. So that, that actually turned out to be good. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it took off from there. Uh, game Chronicles, the original conception for it was I wanted to follow a game from conception to publication get embedded almost like an embedded journalist with the companies and follow along the making of a game and cover the entire thing. And then maybe create like a documentary at the end of it. Uh, you'd be surprised how much game developers don't want to talk to outside people that early in the game process. <laughs> <laughs> no. So no. Um, so you, you had yeah. to, you had to have enjoyed that psychonauts two documentary that Josh wants me to stop talking about. That's a good one. Uh, there's a really uh, the good one for uh, Grounded, I think, for The Last of Us, and they're working on a sequel for The Last of Us too. So, but the, yeah, the, those documentaries that just follow everything from like the art and because I got to go to a couple studios. I uh, got to go up to uh, uh, Canada for the um, Deus Ex Humankind game in Montreal, and got to go in their studios and just to see. Do you like that game? I uh, love Nick. Will tell you I. Lo- uh, I love he, Mankind Divided and Human Revolution. Uh, those he, are my game. Those are my games. <laughs> he can't stand up right now, or else he'd we, no, we I, would see stuff we don't. I'm jealous. See. I am I, so jealous right now. <laughs> I, I have an autographed game case with everybody on that designed it. So. Yeah, I'll put you in my will. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. You're the only one that would appreciate it. I think. So, uh, I, mean. I would. I'd probably. It would honestly. <laughs> I would have it sit right in the middle, in between my monitors. I could stare at it every single day. <laughs> oh, oh, um, but yeah, it's just the process of creating a game from start to finish. I mean, I, I've seen it at different stages, but I never got to experience it, the whole thing. So, but that wasn't going to happen. So I just came another game review site and I really wanted to launch a print magazine. In fact, uh, on our Facebook page, I have several, like 70 fake covers that I made and for the first oh wow six seven years I put this cover up on the main page and people thought I ran a real game magazine I'd have PR people like asking me can you send me a copy of your mag I'm like no it's just a fake image so it's just... <laughs> that's impressive though if you're able to fake them out like that yeah well what I do is I go through and look at all everything we did the previous month and make a magazine like oh here's the games we reviewed here's the articles and the hardware we tested in our game labs and all this stuff and it was it was really cool i mean yeah i wasn't trying to fool anybody it's just that's what i wanted to do but trying to print anything i mean next gen magazine remember that magazine that was my favorite magazine of all time because it covered every platform and that's kind of what i wanted to do is recreate that on the web so do you and i got it i got in early enough i mean the only i'm the second oldest gaming site the my license was purchased four weeks after ign got theirs oh wow jesus (laughs) so yeah i feel i feel terrible now because of all those times i've 
like just talking to people, telling them I wrote for Game Chronicles and telling them like, not Video Game Chronicle. I think it's an SEO thing. I don't know. I feel terrible every time I said it. I always said it jokingly, but like I never really knew. So No, no. Video, and Video Game Chronicles just showed up, you know, five, six, I don't know how long they've been around, but but they, they got great news. I mean, they got hard hard hitting journalism there. I mean, I, I watch other YouTube channels that use them as reference. So it's, they do really good reporting. They're really good. Never, I, 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 I like their reporting pretty much. Reporting's yeah. pretty much number one. I like. They do reviews. I've never read a review there, so I've. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because it's redirected to your website, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they they haven't like been weird with you and been like, "Hey, what's this?" Well, I well that's why I got that business license. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you thought about like, hey guys? Not cool. I was here first. Get off no, my lawn. I'll I'll enjoy the side traffic. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people type you know typing it in wrong or something. So that admittedly, that's how I discovered Game Chronicles. I I forget the game, but I was looking for a review. Game Chronicles popped up. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. We're we're getting better. Uh, we got hit by Chinese hackers about oh five years ago, and I had to turn off all of the Google and the crawling and the search engine stuff. And just basically blocked any remote access to the site. And so we really tanked in the search ratings for about two years. And then we got it all figured out. And uh, we're back on Google and Bing and all that now. So traffic's spiking again. So, yeah. Do you remember? So you've been doing this for a long time. Do you remember the first game you reviewed? No. Go <laughs> <laughs> out. Um, it would have been... It was for N64, and I want to say it was either Wipeout or Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Not oh, Wipeout, solid game. Wipeout, not bad. Wipeout 64, yeah. Not yeah, bad. I mean, I, oh, I, and, I, and that was so janky because that I, I had my office. I was living in an apartment up in South Bend, and I had my office in one room, and the game was in another room, and they sent me this capture device that was, was, had a little thing that with a coax cable, and I had to get a 25-foot coax cable to run into the other room to <laughs> capture on the PC. And, oh, man, and that was just to get screenshots. That wasn't even capturing video. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. did, they have to, did you ever have to get, like, uh, developer consoles to be able to test some of these games back in the day? Or was it all, like ready to go like public copies that at the end of the day, anybody could play it on any of their consoles at the time. Uh, back then everything was, uh, publicly available. The only time it, I had the, uh, I had an Xbox dev kit for the original Xbox. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And those are serialized and you have to send them back when you're done with it and everything. But yeah, you, you get some really, but again, those games aren't finished. And one of the, one of the promises we make on Game Chronicles is we're playing finished games. So, and if not, we label it clearly as like early access or yeah. copy or something like that. Because even they'll send me these games like, you know, we're playing Prince of Persia early now, but it is available to the public. Um, but there's always day one patches and stuff. And even if I get a game early and they let me post the review early, I still won't do it until after the launch date where I played what the public's playing. Because... Mm -hmm. They've, I've been burned a couple times where there's been stuff in my game that performs a little bit better because I'm on a developer build in Steam or something mm -hmm. like that. And yeah, that so, the Persian yeah. one's weird because they, yeah, they sent us the game and we got we had the little like rundown, but it also right. mentioned like, oh hey, this is everything that's going to be fixed by the time the game's out. But it's going to be that's great when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you mentioned like stuff coming out and getting burned. Like any review controversies or any 
Um, uh, anything you can yeah. talk about, of course. Any NDAs never die, but <laughs> uh, probably the biggest controversy. We don't do a lot of Nintendo reviews. I never had a relationship with Nintendo. They've always worked with a third-party PR firm. So we don't get a lot of first-party titles, third-party crossovers, we get no problem. But um, I, we did a review for, um, oh, it was the um, Mario Kart. I'm trying to remember which version it was. It was for the, I think it was for the Wii. And I gave it a 4.5, I think. Out of 10? Out of 10. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did not like it. I thought like the 200 Nitro thing was BS. She couldn't, she couldn't win a race. And, but yeah, I, I slammed it pretty hard and I got hit back pretty hard on that. And I even had to publish a uh, editorial article uh, called, uh, I forget what it was called, something about the importance of a score or something like that. And I talked about good stuff in the review and then, but then I gave it a 4.5 because that's what I thought it was. And people just, they didn't agree with it. And that was one of the few reviews I've ever put up that we didn't get a copy of. And that's another policy we have is pretty much everything, you know how you're supposed to disclose this copy was provided. You know? mm-hmm. So I do it the other way. I say everything we do is provided unless we'll tell you if it's not. So it's easier to do it that way than put oh, yeah. all these disclaimers on every article and video I do. But you know. Right. Um, oh, it's, it's funny because you're not the first person I've heard who's like in – Nintendo jail for something for a review <laughs> that they didn't like. Um, so you kind of you kind of mentioned it out of show uh, pre-show, but um, no scores on the website um, because of something that had happened. But my question around that is like, do you feel like that's kind of opened you up to like, do you feel like that's been a net positive or a net negative for the site when you got away from scores? Uh. Moving away from scores basically alienated us from Metacritic and a lot of these aggregate sites that you know pull everybody together and average them out. Um, we lost a little bit of higher end access to some companies, but we still we still get the games, oh, yeah. the good the ones worth playing. So <laughs> uh, the indie side of thing is blowing up, and I, I know you love the indie games, Nick, and I feel bad that I turned down probably thirty to forty offers a week for games and i'm almost going to start cc'ing you on some of these uh <laughs> to see if, to see if you're interested but you know it's it's tough because there's so much there's there so is so much. much out there steam is just yeah and i how, what's your guys thoughts on pixel art games do you like the retro fad i'm getting tired um, of it yeah it's getting a lot of day but at the same time it's still like i i it's not a bad thing if you're doing something that's not uh, cookie cutter i'm interested but if it's cookie yeah. cookie you might as well just i'm cut it right down the spot i'm more interested right now right now something i really like so like a lot of games are doing the ps1 throwback which mm-hmm. is fine like i really liked homebody i thought that looked really cool the way they did it and made it look like the ps1 horror games what i like so uh, i reviewed ugly for the site and ugly is a game i really came away liking uh kind of has that braid vibe kind of has a little bit of the cuphead art style to it as well I'm liking those games right now that kind of play on the nostalgia bit from like the 360 era. Cause I mean, we're almost 20 years away from it at this point. So I mean, anyone playing on the pixel art side of things, I'm just, I'm over, like, that's kind of that game I mentioned with Josh earlier that uh, the Japanese noir one, that's very pixelated. That was one thing that was kind of keeping me from it because it just kind of feels like it's oversaturated right now. 
it's kind of cool when they do it as a design choice, but when they're doing it just to kick something out the door, I when those games show up, I'll, and they usually give me a couple sample screenshots and stuff like, I don't want to do it, and nobody on the team's going to want to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, but it's it's interesting. And now we're, I've always dreamed of the day when I would just stuff would just arrive and I wouldn't have to ask for it, and that's happening now, but with not so good games. <laughs> so it's a lot of a lot of these indie people just throwing stuff out there and seeing what sticks. You know, it's just like, oh, here's our game. We'd be happy if you'd review it. So and you know. And you've reviewed several of those. So. Going from like the bigger houses to the more indie houses, uh, do you find like, are you getting like a lot more, not blowback, but like, do you find like, are indie ty- uh, companies, their their PR squads a little more like, hey, we didn't like that. Like, have you ever, have you had that instance? Or do you find like the indie scenes a little more chill on the back end after a review comes out? I think a lot of the PR people know if the bad game's bad or not before I tell them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all external PR. Like, most of the time, it's Yeah, they're PR all agencies, so, and, and, you know, they might have bonuses on the line or something, but I don't know if their livelihood's based on if the game's good or not, so, as much as the developers actually do. But, yeah, in fact, I just did one the other day um, uh, for that. It was a balance. It was a little balancing game with a marble that rolls around, and it's a an old game and they did a very low level effort to put it on pc and i called them out on it and i got a i did get a comment back saying yeah we understand you were happy with it but nobody's ever asked me to change anything even when we back in the day when we were scoring stuff nobody even asked me to change a score or anything it 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 does feel weird in your gut when you get a response from a dev i got one for fort solid i got i got a comment from Fort Solace and I was like nervous to open the email. I was like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> this is their life's work. And I just fucking shat on it. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. And I, it was a, it was a little like a steam comment. It wasn't anything like Bethesda's doing right now, but it was like, Oh, Hey, we hear you. We're sorry. <laughs> so it was like, nice to be like, okay, they don't hate me. They probably hate me, but they're not saying it I, out loud. I've had a couple of reviews that I've called out some stuff. And then like within a week, there'll be like a patch come out and the patch list reads like my review complaints since it's like <laughs> awesome somebody's listening out there so i haven't gotten that yet but i haven't gone back and checked maybe i should go back and look yeah. uh is there anything so 25 years um is there any what, what what are you the most proud of with the website what is something that you look back at and you're like man like i fucking did it man oh probably just the travel you know the travel options that were made available back in the in the golden days when we were riding high on the Metacritic wave. RIP. Uh, I mean, stuff. yeah, I mean, there was, I think the best, probably the best time out of all, and I, God help me, I don't remember what year it was, but I got to take five, five guys out. We took the entire team out to E3. We missed the golden age, Josh. We, we missed the golden age just by a few years, damn it. Yeah. Well, well speaking yeah, of which, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about E3 being pretty much canceled? Just being uh, I'm 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 fine with it. I think 2012 was the last one I went to, and they they had been getting progressively worse since 2002, I believe. In fact, I just dug up my 2002 badge the other day. Uh, but yeah, back in the day with the booth babes and all the debauchery going on and everything, and now it's all sanitized and very corporate. And <laughs> it sounded like Vegas uh, growing. I remember we were, we would watch on tech oh. TV. 
And it's like, oh my God, it's like crazy. They're crazy out there. They're just playing video games and looking at girls. My goodness. I don't, is it 2000 or it might've been the 99 one. Cause the one year I went out for MPOG, I didn't have any assignments. I was just there running Ginger around. Man. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was there with my camera. I had like 300 pictures of booth babes and stuff like that. But uh gathering of developers, you remember that company? Mm-hmm. They did Duke Nuke, they were Duke mm-hmm. Nukem and yeah. So they bought an entire parking lot outside the stadium and had this big rave party going on. And that they had Duke Nukem, all, they had a guy dressed up like Duke Nukem, big bodybuilder guy, and then they had like leather-clad, naked, half-naked babes standing next to him and stuff, and you could take pictures with them, and they had all the food and everything, and it was crazy. It, it was really crazy. It is crazy how far away we've gotten from all that. Like, I remember, yeah. like, IGN and all that would, would post, like, hey, here are, the, here are the booths, and, like, there'd always be a photo of a booth babe or something. And I feel like we're kind of circling back because I'll see, and, and it's it's back just under a different vocabulary. Like, you'll see Kotaku does, if they go to a con, they'll be like, hey, our favorite our favorite cosplay at this con. And they're not booth babes per se. They may be people who are actually there visiting, but. I mean, tomato, tomato <laughs> at this point. It's somebody yeah. dressed up as that character. Like, Well, and there's cool little indie things too. Like uh, I was at the NVIDIA booth one year and, the, and I was talking to the guy and he'd read some of our reviews. It's just like, he gave me a card. He says, come here tonight. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it was uh, uh, downtown, um, downtown Hollywood, just next to the Chinese theater. And we went up into this bar area. Huge party going on. Smash Mouth was up on stage playing. All right. Also, RIP. It, it was like the Nvidia. It was like the Nvidia press event thing, and I walked out of there with like a backpack full of Nvidia merchandise and all this. It was it was amazing. So they really put on a show. I mean, Sony had their event inside the baseball stadium, so they, they rented out the baseball stadium. So we missed the golden age. This yeah, is really the... night and day from the news segment of, hey, we got twenty four thousand layoffs. Well, I left with a computer. Well, that's that's just. <laughs> That's just E3. I mean, the press events, I mean, and you got to, you can't let them influence your review, but right. I mean, they, that's what they're trying. Stuff. That's what they're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, probably my best press event was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops and uh, went out to San Diego and I'm at, sitting in the San Diego airport, which is also a military airport. And I'm in this little hangar area and they, they give me a, I'll, I'll grab it. <laughs> oh, no. Hang on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. I hope this shows up. We'll get some more. Get some light here. Uh... <laughs> All right. Got to get centered on the floor. So that, that, that is my gamer tag, Call of Duty. And this is a actual flight helmet. And they put me in a Black Hawk helicopter and we buzzed along the coast of california went over the santa monica pier all the people on the beach flew us up to ojai and put us up in this resort i was on i was in a room that was on the 18th hole where tiger woods had played like the couple days before (laughs) and yeah i got tour videos of the uh, apartment they put me up in and everything on the on my youtube channel so yeah it's it's insane the and then they you go to these big clubhouse and they have all these computers set up for multiplayer. Cause that's mostly the main reason you go to these events is to get the multiplayer mm-hmm. out of the way ahead of street date. 
And then you would go back into your uh, room at night and they have a big TV set up and a big thing, uh, all the energy drinks and snacks and stuff. And then there's your copy of the game to play the story missions. And that's like a three day event. And and the whole time you're in the big public room, there's someone in your ear, like you don't even recognize, realize it, but they're in the back of your ear going 10, 10, (laughs) 10. Probably. Uh, No, if it's Black Ops, it was already, and they programmed it into the game. It was all about the numbers. (laughs) But yeah, Activision put on some of the best events. So, and it reminds, like, I remember listening to the Giant Bomb guys back when they were still like all together talking about like going out for a smuggler smugglers run event put on by rockstar and like they drove them like through the desert in like dune buggies like they were on a smugglers run and i just like hearing that and then hearing your story about being flown and then like playing on the tv and then having a tv it's like it's almost it's almost like a gamer's episode of white lotus (laughs) it's just this crazy extravagant thing and that like have you had any like was that like the last big thing you remember or was there anything recently? Um, there was a activision did a bond game and they flew me into the lax and i got picked up by a stunt driver in a it was a it was a porsche and he just drove like a maniac i, I don't know if they had approved streets or the cops were just not present that day but he drove all like like a spy it was like a spy movie they're trying to recreate a spy movie uh-huh. so we're just careening through downtown la and we get up to the coast and he says all right get out of the car and i get out of the car and there's like these three hot chicks sitting there on the uh or standing there at the on the beach and they got a briefcase like a silver briefcase but i could get that too but i won't <laughs> and uh and they said quick and the, and the girls hold up like a, a big curtain thing and you have to take off your shirt and they give you like a tuxedo shirt which i've got in my closet <laughs> and uh and you got the spy briefcase and they get back in the car and they then they drive you to the event and it's like this big posh event and first time i ever had like chicken and waffles and stuff like that so <laughs> chicken that and was really cool Oh this my just that, yeah. so awesome. But yeah, it's very, I mean, they must get professional planners to figure all this stuff out. What they didn't figure out was they gave us these really cool spy guns and nobody got those back on the plane to go home. We had a Walter PPK uh, replica in our briefcase. It's like, that ain't getting on the plane. <laughs> what you didn't know was the Bond girls' names were all 10 out of 10. Like, my name's 10 out of 10. <laughs> They, yeah, they were 10. So. <laughs> they, they were subliminally like putting it yeah. in your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, but, Josh. Uh, we, we're like 20 yeah. years too late, my dude. <laughs> well, apparently we can, apparently we might get something good. Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll fly us a copy directly to us. Maybe that's the best we're going to get. Hey, you guys want to come, you guys want to come out and hang out in this apartment with Jonathan Blow while he talks about the Braid <laughs> remake or the Blade Braid re-release? <laughs> And he's just—it's—it's it's Jonathan Blow like breathing through his mouth as he, well, you know, the subtext of this scene. And that's all—that's all it is. Well, um, the cool—the coolest thing about all these events was you actually get to see all the journalists from all the other sites and put faces and voices to, you know. See, that'd be cool. Names, I think. So, yeah. I think now would be a little watered down because you'd have all these influencers running around and kind of just being obnoxious. Yeah. And, hey, I know some good influencers. I know some fine people. Um, but that said, they're kind of obnoxious walking ads, a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I was going to ask next what you miss about those old days, but I think I kind of got a feeling. I, I miss the old days. <laughs> I think I kind of got a feeling. Uh, is there anything in the last 25 years that you're like, man, we, we really missed the mark on this, or this is something that I wanted to do and didn't get to? 
I should have got into live streaming earlier. Uh, I'm still dabbling in it, but not as much as I want to. Probably should have got into what you guys are doing earlier. But, you know, maybe when I don't have to run the site anymore, which I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm I'm picking out milestones in the near future for when that might be. So Speaking. it could be soon. You know, breaking news. <laughs> Speaking of news, any uh, any big goals for the site in the next twenty five? Or I'm I'm gonna say twenty five. <laughs> you don't want to be doing this for another twenty five years. Um, no. Any big goals like for the next year or the down the down the near future? I think just a, a bigger push into multimedia because nobody wants to read anymore. <sighs> See, I love the reading thing though. I love it. I, I just think. I think you got to piecemeal. You got to piecemeal it. You, you, you hit somebody. You hit somebody. Like I'll, I'll write a review for you, and it'll hit fifteen hundred, and it'll be like, I uh, edit this down. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. And it, it becomes tough when it's a bigger game, and you're like, mm, I need. I, I like to read certain things, uh, like strategy guides. I, mm-hmm. I I hate looking up something, and it takes me to a video, and then I have to sit there and skim through a video for an hour to find the part that I want. I rather just you know. Mm-hmm. Where's the thing hiding in this level? It's literally the quick, like if you're looking up a recipe online and they talk about, they give this grand story of though, this is my grandmother's oh. recipe. I don't care. Give it to the stuff I'm actually that, needing. That's SEO. Cause I do that all the time. I get stuff that I want to cook in the air fryer and there's no air fryer thing. And like, how long does it take to cook this in the air fryer? And oh, here's the history of chicken nuggets. So yep. it's like, you, like, oh, that's you, great. You know, we piss on it. We piss on it, but I think that'd be hilarious to read it in like a games walkthrough where you're like, how do I beat this boss? And, and you're like, well, the snake, bo- the snake boss from Prince of Persia really reminds me of a summer I spent with my grandfather in 98. We went, <laughs> we went down to the park and I stepped on a snake and it bit me and he sucked out the poison. And I just love my grandfather so much. So by the way, to beat this God snake, uh, what you need to do, I think that'd uh, be we, hilarious. You're forgetting the part where they add the, also this, uh, this, uh, little tidbit is brought to you by, uh, uh, raid shadow legend. <laughs> Which, by the way, and Ray's they, Shadow Legends, it reminds me of my mother who... Uh, and they do something like that in South Park. Uh, you, you guys played the South Park RPG, right? Yeah. Which one? The They're, first one? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, both of them, I think, because he was a reoccurring character. They had that one character, the old farmer guy, that you could ask questions for hints, but he would just like kind of ramble off and tell these <laughs> long stories before you got the hint. Exactly what you're saying there. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm writing for hard drive, right? I, I'm pitching for hard drive. I might after we get off of this, go and be like, "Hey guys, what if we did something like this?" <laughs> Just to see those those guys love their SEO oh. traffic. <laughs> um, Mark, any last question because we were running long, and I don't want to take up any more of your time. And I, I want to ask you stories off show because I think those would be even <laughs> more interesting. Um, any advice for anyone trying to get into games media now? Uh, would you st- I mean, would it be like, hey, it's, it's too late, bud? Or just any advice in general for someone trying to start a site, for someone trying to get into just game media, uh, write reviews, anything like that? Uh, send me an email and apply. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh, just that easy. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to put the Sopranos soundbite in here, where it's like the, you know, I think I'm coming in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so all right well uh 
Mark, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, hey, it's been a blast. So it's been a hey. I like I said, I, I love talking about games. So if I'm not talking about them, I'm writing about them. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> all of our interactions have been email, so it was finally good to put a face and a voice to all those emails, Absolutely. all those back and forths, all those. Hey, where's my? Where's that review, son of a bitch? <laughs> it's been a month. That's how vulgar <laughs> the emails get. No, they don't. Mark is a great person. Mark is great people. Um, so you can find Mark is on Game Chronicles. Uh, running the shit out of that shit until they turn the lights off uh you're on socials as well right mark on on the twitters no actually i bailed on twitter when uh when elon bailed on twitter so uh yeah i i still have an account but i don't use it anymore so basically if it's important information it's down in the bottom left corner of the website i do like a little note thing there but not a lot going on uh we got a facebook page everything's linked at the top so youtube channel uh, archives for the the early days so you can basically everything i've ever written is online so um someday i'm going to try to lock this thing down and uh have it kind of like a museum piece maybe i, I keep telling myself <laughs> i want to go back and like pdf all my reviews i'm not afraid the site's going to go away but i like want to have that stuff for myself when like just all the internet for everybody goes down and i just have it saved yep. on one computer how uh, are you liking web design nick you got your website up looking great i'm glad i did squarespace i had a i met with a friend i met through screenwriting uh twitter and she was like get get off of wordpress get the fuck off of wordpress what are you doing security wise they are a fucking nightmare and mm-hmm. since i've done that i've loved squarespace i have my personal website on wordpress and i'm like now considering switching that over because i'm having such a good time with squarespace it's a little harder to learn out of the gate but yeah. once you once you kind of have a semblance, and I know there's things I'm doing poorly that it will get better eventually, but I'm liking it right now. I'm liking uh, the ease. I'm liking how good things look from going from a web browser to the uh, to a uh, mobile browser, because that was something that always bothered me about WordPress is they would do the funkiest shit going from one to the other, mm-hmm. and like a picture would be out of place. And I, I ran into that with Squarespace today with one of our guest lists, and he was like, "Hey, this picture's down here," and so you know, just learning learning how to interact with squarespace but i'm loving it i think it's a lot of fun i want to keep that website going for forever and forever uh and i just i'm happy to have a place to have a home for all my stuff it's so much easier now to start a website with the content management systems because back in the day if you go at the top of our website if you go there uh for the archives there's uh 10 years of pages that were hand coded they're not easy to do (laughs) no yeah 10 years of content all hand it's i I look back at that and and then even when i got into wordpress um and we had the theme from two years ago and that's when we actually had scores and the theme basically they abandoned the theme and i had to get rid of it because it no longer worked that's that's more the reason we got rid of scores than anything else is because all the scores vanished (laughs) so (laughs) At least for the content post twenty twelve. Now anything uh, is still we still have numeric scores on the early content, mm-hmm. but uh, but I always wanted to get away from scores because people usually just go right to the number and they don't read any of the text. And yeah. we're taking the time to write the reviews, so read them. And, and that seems that seems to be the that seems to be the tr- I've seen that and not not to get back. I know we're we're wrapping up, but I've seen <laughs> I've seen other places. I think Polygon might have gotten away from. Polygon and Kotaku got away from scores. They, as well. they did it right before I did. So and I, because I, who was it? Like IGN does this thing where like if a game hits a ten, they'll put it on the image, 
And I think that's yep. them trying to deter people. They went, they went okay, well, the, holy shit, it's a 10. Why? 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 Yep. And I, I think that's really fucking clever. But I, I see, like, myself, sometimes I'll see a 10 and be like, okay. I'll see the 10 on the images, but all right, I'm, I'm not clicking that. I don't... I, just wanted to see what it got I, and read the little blurb that they have at the bottom. But that, that is disheartening. People scrolling down to the bottom, seeing what it got. And again, I'm part of the problem, but I, I do like taking it a little bit of the power back. And it's so like, if, if I had to do the review, like you think my reviews take time, Mark, they would take even more time as I try to decide what number to give this thing. <laughs> like, okay, well, oh. this is a pro. This is a con. Uh, well, be glad, it to be six. glad. Be glad you were here for the early days because most of the reviews were 2,000 words and they were broken down into five categories for graphics, value, sound. It was very, very I mean, elaborate. Some of, these games, and, some of these games, I can't imagine. Like that City I one, I was like, I don't even think I could do 800 words. It was yeah. just it's so cut and dry. And I'm like, how do you how do you expand? ChatGPT, how do I expand this from 400 <laughs> words to 800 words? Help me out here. I, I had games like that back in the day, and if you couldn't think of anything to say, you'd just get the feature list, the, the bulleted feature list, and paste it in. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad gives, idea. Gives you about two inches of screen space. <laughs> That's all you need. You know, when I was turning a paper in back in the day, what we would do is make the periods bigger so that you could meet the page. No, no. Professors wouldn't check. You change that from like single space lining to like 1.2. It's just enough that you got a little bit more there, but they would never know. They're not going to take a roll to it. Or you change it to heading two and it's just a big yeah. old dot. And they're like, what, what is that? Uh, you can find Mark on Game Chronicles and anywhere the yeah. Game Chronicles is. The social buttons are on the website. Go check it out. Read some I promise reviews. to get on YouTube. I promise to get back to YouTube. I'm very delinquent on that. So It's a battlefield out there. We'll, hey, yeah. but we'll, and we'll be there for it. We're excited to see where the site goes in the future. Hey, folks, Nick here. You can find me on Twitter at That Kaufman. You can find me on my inactive YouTube and Twitch at Nick Fat Knight. I, too, promise to get back to those one day. Josh, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me just about anywhere, and I'm Josh saying, but uh, at this point, uh, there's not much being said. <laughs> Josh's internet footprint is non-existent. You can't even. I, no, that's not true. Man. I've been. I, I write for Mark, so technically, my, I'm there. I'm just not in the social end of it. I'm, I'm gonna, just more getting into the nitty grittiness of the gaming. I'm gonna Google you after the show and see what pops up. I want to know. <laughs> okay, well, if, if a Florida man comes up, it wasn't me. All right, I believe you. Josh has never been in Florida. Uh, hey, well, you can find <laughs> you can find Smashing Game Time wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out in all those places: Spotify, Apple, YouTube, uh, YouTube Podcasts, all of them. Go check it out. Uh, we've also got a website, Smashing Game Time. We're on multiple socials. We're on X slash Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're inactive on TikTok right now because it was getting a little. It's getting a little. We're feeling it in our soul. All that work, and then only two hundred and fifty people saying it. It was, it was hitting us in the soul, so we're taking a break from the TikTok. Uh, we'll but get back hey, though. Huh? So we'll get back though. We'll get back there eventually. Uh, hey, as as always, fuck the algorithm. Tell a friend. That's right. If you like the show, tell people. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. Why not? Ruin an hour of their lives, please. Can you tell them we're shopping right now? Uh, and Josh and I have reviews on Game Chronicles. Go check them out. Mark has. Mark does some. Mark's not only the founder of the site mark also does reviews on the site so go check out his work he also does a lot he, he does a lot of writing so go check him out a lot, a lot of vr reviews up there right now mark, that's right he's he's the he's the whole package ladies and gentlemen he is the man the, v, the myth the legend the vr man with the plan he is half-life alex 
I, I, I should have I should have done this show with the headset on in past two video. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, that would have been cool. Oh, <laughs> next time we'll get him next, next time with the VR. Uh, where where was I? Oh yes, Alex Marvin Clark does our intro outro song called "Hunt Him Down." Go check out his SoundCloud. We've got that link down to the show notes. We've also got every other link that we've mentioned down in the show notes, including Game Chronicles. Go check them out. Everybody, this has been Smashing Game Time. We hope you all had a smashing great time. We'll see each and every one of you next time.